It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Good God, that is that is what the kids like to call fire. <laughs> What's up, you guys? It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It is Monday. We have got five days until another weekend, so let us make the most of that. Thank you for uh, allowing me into your lives. Today, of course, we have Pop Culture Roundup with my co-host, Sophie Ross. Always so exciting 
to have her on the show. And we've got a special guest star today because her sister, Amanda Ross, joins us. She was in town visiting Sophie. So uh, she so we, we, we got like a terrible twosome. We got two Rosses today. And I got to tell you, I think I might like Amanda a little bit better than Sophie. I think uh, I think I've got a new maybe what, what if I did Sophie on Monday and Amanda Ross on Tuesdays and then maybe we'll do their their mom on Wednesdays. It's just like a Ross family thing each week. How are you guys doing? Um, I, I bring up also that that was, of course, a great mashup. I chose rock. You know, usually mashups work better with hip hop, a hip hop bent. But I'm doing that because I, I really want to try to get people back on uh, the alternative tip. The rock tip. I don't want to see rock music go away. Do you ever get scared that we there's so much good hip hop and pop? And I think that's really where the majority of listeners are these days. But we got to remember there is something about rock. I hope I, I, music is usually cyclical. It comes around. And right now we haven't really been in a rock phase for so long. But alternative music means so much to me. Um, and it is so weird to watch like a genre of music that was so popular in like 2007 to I would say 2015 kind of like dissipate I mean they're still all around you know, they're still there but just hip-hop that gets like the majority of spins these days and by the way I think I am going to see the Foo Fighters which is going to be my first concert back at the forum at the end of July so I thought I was going to have to wait till October, but they're now adding concerts. I mean, so that is going to be my first concert. And here's the deal. Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl, you know, is such like I've seen him a couple times in such an energetic performance. I don't even think it's fair to compare him or Foo Fighters to, to Nirvana. That's like apples and oranges. You know, Nirvana will always hold this kind of special place of just Kurt Cobain being a genius, his lyrics being uh, insanely good. Um, just so unique, something that only comes around once in a lifetime. And Foo Fighters is just that band that is enthusiastic. And then that enthusiastic breeds enthusiasm. And you, you can never discount that. That is so special in its own right, but you can't compare. So I am so excited that that potentially will be my first concert back because to me, nobody makes you appreciate music more than somebody like Dave Grohl who has been a champion of music. He had this great documentary on HBO about seven years ago called Sound City. He actually, no, no, it, he did a documentary called Sound City, but he also did this HBO uh, miniseries documentary about like different areas and like the music that was kind of bred in those areas like Chicago, etc. But he did a great documentary on Sound City and it's this little recording studio in Van Nuys, California. And that's where uh, Fleetwood Mac recorded, Nirvana recorded their breakthrough album. Um, uh, Rick Springfield recorded over there. Like, I mean, just really, and it's like this little piece of shit near like the Budweiser factory in Van Nuys. And I even drove by there after I saw the documentary and it's not an actual working uh, studio anymore, but you can drive by there. It's just, I mean, I think that's just so cool. Like to think that Lindsey Buckingham and, and Stevie Nicks like wrote in there, like, to me, music is history. It really, truly is the soundtrack of our lives. And you can kind of trace your own history with your favorite songs each year. I just, I can't say enough good things about music. And I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited that it is coming back. And I hope, um, I hope we will all do our part 
in going and flipping having the best time at a concert this summer or in the fall when everybody feels like it's completely safe because that is such a great part of Americana is just appreciating live music. And I always tell people it is the... I used to go to so many concerts and people would be like, that's kind of crazy. Why do you, why do you do that? Like, and I swear to God, I'm not rich, but I would just blow. And like, I hope my parents aren't listening. I would put a lot of concert tickets on my credit cards. And, um, cause I just, here's the deal. Why would you do that? Because it's the only place or one of the only places that you will see tens of thousands of people happy. You rarely see somebody having a bad time at a concert, you know? But to see that many people just happy, there's like an energy when you see live music or when you go to a music festival. I mean, Coachella always gets like made fun of a little bit now. But to me, it was one of the I mean, I went to 14 of those and it was one of the most special times of the year each year. But you would walk across the polo fields and you would just smile at strangers and they would smile back at you because everybody was happy. And of course, they probably were on massive amounts of drugs. But, you know, it's all the same. Oh my God. I hope you guys had a great weekend. Um, I think people are overdoing it. I'm saying it right now. We're going to burn ourselves out by August. I really, we got to calm down. We got to realize that we've got a long summer ahead of us. I mean, most of us are already broke and exhausted and we are, we're not even at July yet, folks. We've got to just pace ourselves or the government needs to give us more stimulus. I know, you know, Republicans don't like that, but come on, can't we just have a bitch in summer? Can't they just say, hey, guys, let's keep this let's keep this the fun times going. We got a year and a half of shit. Why don't we give everybody a little twelve hundred that goes directly to concerts or beer and let's just have a bitch in summer, you know? Uh, I got a couple things to talk to you about before we get into Sophie. Um, thank you for listening once again. If you find it within your heart to uh, give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, I sure would appreciate it. Also, if you need more than that, go to the Patreon. It's five bucks a month. You get a bunch of extra podcasts. Me and Maritza Lopez started back up our Real Housewives of Miami recaps. We're on season two, episode four, and I am just loving it. It's my first time through Real Housewives of Miami, and what a gem. And I got to say, Maritza, thank you so much to all of my all of the listeners that have reached out about Maritza because she had recently in the last month um uh had uh woke up and found out she had bell's palsy and it, it was a very scary thing and she has fought back beautifully and is doing so well but Maritza, i've talked about her so much on the show but she, and she's been on the show but she does the most amazing graphics for this show and we started together where she just believed in me for some godforsaken reason and I, she's just amazing. So I'm so happy that she is feeling better and, uh, she's just part of our gang. So we always got to support, support our gang. Um, uh, I think that's it. Oh, also this week we got a new sponsor this week. We are doing hello fresh, you guys. And I have not gotten my box of hello fresh yet. So I'm going to talk, you're going to hear a commercial later in the show about how excited I am because you guys, I can't, if you guys know, I'm not what you would consider, uh, this is going to shock a lot of people, a great cook. But I am going to do this HelloFresh, and I'm kind of excited about it. Because if I can nail down this cooking thing, I might be a double threat. Have a podcast, know how to cook. That's two huge talents right there, you guys, right? Um, let's see here. This was Pride Weekend. This was a huge Pride Weekend in Los Angeles. They weren't able to do the parade, but I was just, because uh, you guys know I record these intros like 
the night of. So this is Sunday night right now around 1130. And I was looking at the BET Awards was tonight. And Lil Nas X did a performance where at the end, he kissed a dude. He kissed a dude on stage. And I was just thinking, how cool is that? And not the act of kissing a man. I'm sure that's super cool. Just like kissing a woman is super cool. But like, how flipping cool is that, that we are getting, like we are moving forward as a society. I remember growing up and you, like it just, we hadn't, we had nothing like that. There was nothing like that. There was no dudes kissing on a major award show, the BET awards. So like hats off to little Nas X. I, I gotta tell you, I don't even love, love his music, but I love that dude, man. What, like, there are dudes that come in there, or, you know, women and men that just, like, kick the doors open and really make it so much better for other performers, other young people. Um, I, uh, my best friend, Desi, who I'm actually, I'm so I'm driving back, I'm in LA right now, but I'm driving back to Gilbert tomorrow, and I'm, my parents are out of town. Um, I think uh, you guys potentially know. <laughs> I love that you're like, you guys know that I talk about my personal life on here, but, uh, my sister's out of town too. So I've got to feed her cats, but then my best friend, Dusty, he's going to be in town dealing with some stuff. So him and his husband were, the, were going to be there, but Dusty's a couple years older than me. And I, he kind of is like my big brother and, uh, he's a gay man. And I remember him dealing with that in high school and I had no concept of what gay was. Or what gay is, you know, I was, I was from Olathe, Kansas, and then we moved to Paradise Valley, Arizona. And, um, I, I didn't know what, what gay was, you know, and it, it was one of those things, uh, that it just wasn't, I mean, it was out here and there. Like I remember like certain movies and I, and I kind of found out those movies and stuff from my buddy Dusty. Like, I remember this movie, Longtime Companion. There was these plays, Angels in America by Tony Kushner. Um, you know, the AIDS crisis was overwhelming back then. I remember Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. There was these little smatterings of things. And, you know, I believe those things kind of started as a whisper, even though there was a huge population of gay men and women but it is so very cool. And I would imagine if you were a, if you're a gay man or a lesbian or trans or non-binary to see these things coming out, to have a voice is such a fucking awesome thing, right? Like you gotta like, you don't have to be gay to appreciate that either. Like representation matters. I, I, I mean, you think about it like, you know, I'm a white dude. I saw myself represented on TV so much or movies so much. I saw my story being told that of an amazing podcaster over, over and over again. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't even question it because I saw my story all the time. I saw people to look up to on TV and movies and in music all the time. But imagine if you're a kid and you feel a certain way and you don't see yourself, you know, because remember art at its best and especially even in reality shows, it holds a mirror up to society, right? It holds a mirror up to ourselves and humanity. And it makes us uh, potentially more comfortable with ourselves. It, uh, it kind of soothes our soul, souls in a way. Um, so I got to just imagine, it must be so validating and so exciting to see things like little Nas X, to see things of like a man kissing another man, that must be so um, comforting 
and awe-inspiring and potentially give you courage if you're a young gay man or woman. I don't know. So hats off to Little Nas X. Um, like I said, not not my favorite musician, but man, like really potentially one of my favorite people. That, just cool. I love people that break down boundaries and make it okay for other people to, to be who they are. So hats off to Little Nas X. Awesome. Uh, let's see here. Got a couple other things. Um, I, oh, uh, thank you to all the people that wrote in. I was asking where, how I do a, a voicemail for the show. And I think I'm going to go with a uh, Google, Google phone or something. I think I, I wrote it down. So many nice people wrote in about it. Uh, cause I want to, I want you guys to leave your own voicemails, whether they be positive or negative. And I think that might be a fun segment here and there to play those on the show, because I just would love sometimes to hear what you think. I wish I could do a call in radio show or a call in podcast someday, because it's just so like, one of my favorite things now is to talk to strangers, never in real life, only on the podcast, you know, sorry, I had to go to the bathroom. Um, can I tell you guys a secret? Some I'm kind of ashamed of. Uh, okay. Okay. This is just between me and you guys. And this is what I'm talking about. We got to just chill out with the pandemic stuff. So we, I think we think we can do too much right now. And I just, I'm a big, I made a mistake last night and I am deeply ashamed and I'm paying the price for it right now. Okay. So here's the deal. Like one of the only things I'm really good at right now is watching Better Call Saul it's like this show that's on AMC, uh, but it's on Netflix, and I never watched it before until a couple weeks ago. And I've been trying to make a list of all these shows that I haven't seen and go back, like scripted television, not reality television, you know, because I'm trying to broaden my horizons. And I got into this Better Call Saul. I love Breaking Bad, but for some reason, never watched uh, Better Call Saul. So I started, and I really like the show. So I've watched like forty, <laughs> I've watched like forty episodes in the last couple of weeks, like. It's what I fall asleep doing, and they usually, like, I fall asleep watching it, and then I, like, usually it, like, kind of enters my dreams somehow, so I'm always in, like, some weird, like, drug bust in my dreams. Not a fun way. The other way was I, had a, I did a drug bust in space the other day. I don't know how space got involved. Wild. But anyways, yesterday was a big day. I had to watch Geely for Annabelle DeSisto's podcast. I'm going to be on Adderall and Compliments uh, recapping that movie with Ben Affleck and uh, J-Lo and let's just let's just say that it's a not a J-Lo it's a shit show it's not not good and so I wanted to reward myself after all of that work and a long week of work and you know how your body convinces you like your body almost like goes yo bro like you you can handle it like you can totally handle this just you know what do yourself a favor you earn this go get some Taco Bell go get some Taco Bell We'll watch some Better Call Saul. You're almost finished with the fourth season. You earned this, brother. That's literally what... So I'm like, yeah, like, I am earned it. And I was doing so good on my diet, you guys. But I really fell off hard this last couple couple of years. No, this last couple of weeks. I was doing so good. I was doing so good. I'm so pissed. And so the Taco Bell was, like, calling to me. And we've talked about this on the show before. After you hit the age of 30... Taco Bell isn't meant to be consumed by human bodies. It's, I think it's, I think there's just something in it that it can sense that your body's over 30 and then it's like, I'm really going to fuck with your body. 
And but it doesn't matter. That's how it's it's like Khloe Kardashian with men. Like she just always makes the wrong decision. She's like she she's just bad at choosing men. She's just bad at she's always going to choose somebody that's going to treat her like shit. And that's like me and us with Taco Bell potentially. So I was like, no, it'll be different this time. Like I'm like, no, no, Tristan ain't going to cheat this time. I know it. Like, but I was like, no. Here's the deal, man. You hike all the time. Your your body's going to be able to totally process that Taco Bell, man. And so I got a bunch of Taco Bell and. I was like, you know, like what a like what a great way to spend the night. Like Saturday night, I don't need to go out partying, right? All I need is my Taco Bell and my Better Call Saul, right? So, I'm watching my Better Call Saul. I'm eating my Taco Bell, and it's always that first one. It's like so good, and like if you could just end it with that first one, everything would be hunky dory. Everything would be totally cool. But that you can't do that. You like, I got to eat until I hate myself. Like that's like, so I, I, I push so far past comfortably full. Like I, it's just uncomfortable. And then you're just uncomfortable with Taco Bell. And then you just real like you realize halfway through, you're like, oh my God, nothing's changed. My body is not made for this. It's, it's like, it's like a space shuttle that something's gone wrong. You just feel like it's like abort, abort, and it's too late. So all you can do is keep eating and watching Better Call Saul, but you just know. And then you're having like horrible dreams because you're full and uncomfortable. You're sweating even though you put the fan directly on your face. Like you're, my, the body is literally just breaking down. Like I thought I was like, am I moments away from death? I started writing out a last will and testament. It was just horrible all the way around. And then you wake up and it's even worse because you're just like, what did I do? It's like what I imagine like a walk of shame is, but it's just like my my bed to the bathroom. And then you're just walking and you're just seeing the Taco Bell wrapper by the trash can. And you're just like, what did I do? What did I do last night? What did I do? And I wasn't even drunk. I wasn't even drunk. This was a sober decision. How was that a sober dis- the the disappointment? I've I guys, I don't need your disappointment in me. I'm already so disappointed in myself. I don't need it. I can see how you're looking at me right now. Don't roll your eyes. You've done it yourself. But all I can say is just use me as a cautionary tale. Don't do it. You have not earned Taco Bell unless you're in your early 20s or younger. It is not made for mature adults like ourselves, okay? We just can't do it. Let let me be a lesson to you. I've been uncomfortable now for like 36 hours. It's not <laughs> it's not the way it's not the way humans are meant to 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 live. But I really do love that better call Saul. I really really do. Um okay. Oh, uh, this is actually really cool. I want to I wanted to mention this. So, one of the one of my listeners was so flippin' nice. Her name is Kimberly Martin. And I had mentioned that my parents were going to uh, Albuquerque um, and Taos, T-A-O-S, or in New Mexico. Um, and one of my listeners, Kimberly, wrote in and said, I-, I hear your parents are coming up. Would you, um, I-, I would love to, uh, you know, give your parents, uh, she runs like an organic farm. And so my parents are on the vacation and they went and met Kimberly at this farmer's market. And so I got this picture. I'm going to put these pictures up on Instagram tomorrow. Um, I don't know if Kimberly follows me on there, but what a really nice, amazing lady. And she wrote me this beautiful letter. I'm going to read some of it here in a second. Um, And it's not to be braggy, but it's just to say, like, 
isn't it cool that we can all like be a part of each other's lives and we don't really we don't really get to know or see each other but we i think about you guys all the time and it's so nice like she did this really nice thing and my mom there's this picture of her with all these tomatoes and then they had such a great time that, that they went and um they went to kimberly's organic farm today and they sh- I have a bunch of pictures of uh, her showing my mom and dad how everything worked. And she listens to the podcast while she's she's farming. And like that means I'm helping these tomatoes. Grow. I'm helping these tomatoes grow potentially. Could you imagine if like the plant like these plants start dying? They're like these crops. Uh, it's all we have to throw all these crops away. That's not. But how how flippin amazing is that? Never would have thought about it in a million years that that my parents. So I guess I'm just announcing Bill and Becky, my parents will be going on a so bad it's good tour. If you would like to host my parents for any I'm just going to send them to uh, any listener. I'm just going to send them to a lot of people's jobs or maybe I'll prank them and say, hey, uh, this listener, Joe Shima wants to meet you and just send them to weird places like like adult bookstores and things like that just see how my mom handles it um but but i wanted to share this letter some of this letter with you um so this is kimberly ryan your parents are incredibly kind and lovely and it was beyond a pleasure and a treat to get to share my life with them today uh so i feel that i again owe you an immense thank you for enhancing my life with such a privileged delight at and it is in that vein that i want you to please never forget there are people like me out here that you do give pleasure to their otherwise cumbersome and, and overbearing lives. Your parents now get my experience. Though my circumstances are kind of surreal in the greatest of manners, in so many ways, my thoughts certainly are not. You once asked me and all that listened to reach out to your parents on their anniversary. Remember you guys, they had a 50th anniversary last year, and it gave me the courage to respond. Otherwise, I would have continued to forever remain an anonymous and silent individual, yet still experiencing great joy and delight with what you put forth. The pandemic forces and your kind and generous nature compelled me to, again, respond when your parents acquired their their much-earned vacation. I have come to believe that bringing joy to others is holy work. Joy is what makes the struggle of life meaningful and bearable. You know that. The mashups are proof of that. Your podcasts are proof of that. I so hope that in some small way today, I was able to return to you and your beautiful folks the happiness and delight that all of you bring to me on a daily, except weekends, unless I'm not all caught up. I so hope that your parents enjoyed seeing our place and spending part of their lives with me in my world. Thank you for that and all that you do, Ryan Bailey. Most sincerely, Kim Martin. Well, that is just amazing, huh? Like, I know that I don't, I don't uh, that is just really nice. Kimberly, thank you so much. Thank you for being very gracious to my parents. And that really touches me. And that just, um, that makes, man, that makes all of this, <clears throat> that makes all of this work. That just, I got that letter um, this afternoon and just, I, I just, I don't know. That's just really cool. And I don't really know. I got to think about that a little bit, but that just all was very nice. And my parents did very much enjoy meeting you, Kim. And, uh, okay. And now back to the fart jokes. <laughs> okay. You know what? We're going to do one little funny bit and we're going to get right into it. Remember there are timestamps. If you want to skip over this to write to the, the Sophie stuff. Um, okay. Like I said, we are going too hard in this pandemic. And, and the only good part about putting this together very late at night is that I get to potentially see something happen, which is what just happened about an hour and a half ago, because Madison LaCroix from Southern Charm went live on Instagram and she was hammered. And you guys, she showed her breasts multiple times. I have now seen Madison LaCroix's nipples, so I have something in common with Austin and potentially A-Rod. So 
amazing. I think there was only a couple of us on there at first, and then it grew to 1,200 people. And even Patricia Altschul hopped on and said, I'm taking you to rehab, which I think she was being jokey, but like Madison had no... And I think Austin started calling her during, but like Madison was blasted and she was drunk. She was like really drunk and she was like showing her thong and she was hanging out with this girl that I think used to date Craig. It's too incestuous over there in North Carolina. But what I'm saying, she's, it's a Sunday night. She's out there partying like it's a three day weekend. Guys, we got to chill out. Pandemic is over, but we got to like think about the long haul. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Madison's over there passing out on the first one of the first post-COVID, uh, actually, and where she's from, they've been probably pretty open for a while. But you know what I'm saying? And also, I, I always, what I find fascinating about going live on Instagram, if you're a celebrity, is that there is something psychological in there, right? Like, they're, like why do that? Why is it like I, I must... Like, I know part of it's being drunk, but when you're drunk, your inhibitions get completely lowered and like you do stupid things that you think at the time make sense. But like, it's like when you like text your exes supposedly, or when you eat Taco Bell, even though, like I said, I was not drunk at all last night, but I did do that. Like it's our inhibitions are lowered, but the fact that you're like, that that's even on the agenda. Like if you're wasted, shouldn't you just be having a, like, why go like, I should hit that live button and see who sees this, even though I'm wasted and potentially now going to show my nipples to thousands of people. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's bizarre here. I've got a little sound clip of this. So this is Madison and her friend. And this is what I'm saying. This stuff lives on forever because obviously somebody's going to screen record it, which is what happened. So here is something so we can commemorate post pandemic life. This is another cautionary tale. This is just a little piece of Madison with her friend, Drunky as a Skunky. Who was lucky enough to see a nipple? Obsessed with you. Oh my god, you should be so obsessed with it. <laughs> we saw your nipple. <laughs> Who did? Who won the thousand dollars? Oh my god, like, did you see my nipple? Oh. Oh my god, it's like not like you don't watch porn. Anyway. Yeah. Oh wow. Stop before you become a bloated mess. Good net. She got a whole swap out today. Oh my god. And for they had the Taylor Swift song, We Are Never Getting Back Together, playing in the background, which all ties in to remember the Kristen Cavallari on Austin's shoulders. And with Justin Anderson, the hairdresser, who I have unblocked recently. Uh, I think I told the story last week uh, or on somebody's pod. Anyways, um, yeah. Uh, so that is like, let's all... And if you're friends with somebody, let's all encourage each other not to go live unless we have some like a sober like it's like friends don't let other friends go live. It's like friends don't let other friends drive drunk and go live. I think those are the two things we got to set some rules post pandemic because that's embarrassing as hell because then she looks like a doofus and then Austin and Craig can goof on her. And like, I'm not even a huge Madison fan, but come on, it can't be a boys club. And by the way. Let me also, while we're on this tip, uh, Craig 
posted one of the thirstiest videos that all you girls are all like dropping your panties about. Yeah, I said panties. <laughs> he did this thing when he's driving and he obviously he knows he's an extremely good looking dude, but he's like staring into the camera and he's like sultry and he's like just kind of like tossling his hair. I'm like, dude, you're driving. Like, I just feel like he's going to hit like an old lady or something. And he's just kind of like smiling, like dreamily as the sun goes down. It's like, come on, dude. That shouldn't be allowed. You should be arrested if you post something like that. It's that is not you. That's not fair. You can't that you can't do that to average guys like me and the rest of us. It's just not fair, Craig. If you're good looking, you shouldn't have to shove it in all of our faces. And all the girls are like, oh, my God, Craig, like that. Come on. Or, OK, women, really. I know. I know the answer is yes. But really, you're just saying that you would be totally down with dating a guy that you knew drove and posted thirst trap videos of himself. Like you, you guys are just cool with that. Like, that's just, that's totally cool. Like, come on. Cause at the end of the day, like takes, take this down the road, you hook up, it's average sex. And then he's like, let's get married. And so you're like, of course I'm going to marry Craig. And then all of a sudden you're there in bed one night, he's passed out, potentially couldn't get it up during sex. And then you're just sitting there going, you're thinking back to that video of like, oh my God, I'm literally married to the guy that posted that to all of his followers where he was just dreamily looking in the camera as the sun went down while he was driving, tossling his hair. I mean, it's like one step removed from like Pamela Anderson on Baywatch. Come on. Why, why am I the only one that can see this? I mean, I appreciate Craig, but come on, we can't, we got to, and anyways, also, so Austin was calling during that. We heard her say later in the video. Um, but I just think you're like, hey, if you're like slurring that badly. And also, like, we should all aspire to that level of high school drama in relationships. You're in your 30s and you're still like playing loud music in live videos of like about breaking up with somebody. Like, that's so scary. Like, I remember in high school, like, playing sad songs after, like, a girl didn't like me or something. And I just, in the, the like, the back of my head was just praying, like, please tell me I'll grow out of doing this kind of stuff. And she just proves that we never grow out of it. We are never past high school completely, folks. So let that be a warning for you. Let us take that and put that into the week that we will know we will be no Madison LaCroix this week. We will stay strong. Batty Nation is strong. If you if you see a friend going live, you will stop them in the name of So Bad It's Good. If you need me, Instagram, DM me, uh, email me. Be strong, you guys. If you've had too much to drink, let another baddie know and we'll try to get you home without going live on Instagram, okay? I want you guys to have the best week ever. Uh, always a fun conversation with Sophie. Like this, this is a loose conversation and her sister's there. So this is just, these are just fun. Like these are just fun conversations. You might learn something. You might not learn something, but you're going to have a great time. I assure you. Thank you so much, guys. I will talk to you on Tuesday. Wish me luck on my six hour drive. Oh, by the way. So I'm like, I told you, I'm going over to my sister's. She texted me today. She goes, Feel free to keep the AC around 79 or 80. 80? Like, Arizona's like 116 degrees. Like, I thought my parents' house was hot. Like, my sister's house is literally like, uh, feel free to make it more of a sauna in there for you if you'd like to sweat it out. Like, that's wild. 
And then she goes, help yourself to anything. I don't have any food. Well, what would I help myself to? Like a TV? What? Like, is there a car that I could have? What the heck would I help myself to? Like a scrapbook? (laughs) Anyways, you guys, I love you. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Bye. Welcome to your Monday episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Uh, I, I, I'm currently recording this on Sunday. I hope the Sunday scaries did not uh, set in for you guys because we got a great show ahead of you, I think. We'll see We'll see how my uh, co-host is doing today. But there is an exciting thing. Even if my co-host is not doing well, we've got double trouble today. We've got somebody that probably potentially is better than, than, than my co-host. So, of course, we have Sophie Ross, but we are also graced with another member of the Ross family, her sister, Amanda Ross. Amanda, how are you today? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Now, are you an older sister or a younger sister? I am an older sister. I'm three years older. Oh my God. Did you, was there a bully relationship with your, or is it, and I mean, yes, did, so, yeah. did Sophie oh God, bully thank you? Thank you for asking. No, did Sophie bully you? That's what no, I No, mean. it was the other way around. Well, yes, as a child, I was not very nice to Sophie, but then the roles kind of reversed as we got older. So, <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and where, wait, where do you live, Amanda? I live in Chicago. And wait, and because your family's from Cleveland, right? No, uh, right? Dayton, Cincinnati. Dayton, Dayton, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Um, Dayton. Yeah. Um, now we're from Cincinnati, and um, our parents live in Indianapolis now, and I've lived in Chicago for the past ten years. Um, and since you've had Sophie on the pod, I've been listening a lot. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a huge fan, and you're hilarious. Well, I'm a huge, a huge fan of your sisters. Even though today, some might say that she was not professional. Uh, we are on the last weekend of pride. And I noticed on Instagram, there's this, there's a social media app, you guys, Instagram that I'm on. I don't know if you've heard of it, but uh, Sophie likes to put her comings and goings on there. But I also saw Amanda's Instagram and Amanda was out drinking and I was like, oh shit. Oh no. Like, here we go. Like I, I, like we, we're going to come in hot with Sophie. So what, what has happened? What has happened, I guess, this weekend and today with you guys, are you on like a three-day bender? And by the way, Mrs. Ross, if you're listening, I'm so sorry about your daughters. (laughs) No, it was, we were supposed to come in even hotter because we got home like drunk, like two hours ago. We were like, okay, we're ready. And then there's an internet outage in my area. And is that internet outage called uh, like shots? Tequila shots? No, I swear. (laughs) I swear because Amanda actually heard me like on the phone with the spectrum people like she she knows like it's so freaking annoying because we were like actually going to be drunk and now we just like took some mini naps. So now we're like a little bit covered up. (laughs) We're more subdued than you would have gotten us two hours ago. Yeah, exactly. It would have been like more hilarious two hours ago, but like what can you do? No, no, I think it's, Amanda, what is your relationship to pop culture? Do you, do you like turn your nose up? Uh, uh, do you like it? What, what, what is your relationship? 
I'm a big fan. I think that I am not as deep into franchises uh, like the Real Housewives as Sophie is, but I'm um, I'm a big Bravo gal when it comes to Southern Charm. Um, Vanderpump, I watched all eight seasons. Yeah, wait. I think I'll take this one, Amanda. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Wow. No, she does watch Vanderpump, Summer House, Southern Charm, no Real Housewives, and she she's in tune with all the celebrity, like, pop culture, celebrity gossip, like, we both, like, when we were little, read D-listed together. Like, we always laughed about Prince Hot Ginge. Prince like, Hot Ginge. yeah, we, like, always read D-listed together and Perez Hilton. And, like, our mom always got People Magazine. We always got the, the gossip rags at the yeah. airport. Like, we always together have been into pop culture. Like, celebrity culture. That's I how, that's, it brings families together. I think pop culture brings families together, it right? It does. Yeah, it sure. really does. Yeah, Wait, is there... Oh, did, yeah, did, but you don't watch The Bachelor, Ryan. I do. I, I've watched every episode this season. Wait, have you been watching? You've been watching The Bachelor, right? Ooh. Yeah, Katie, yeah. Oh, we haven't talked about it at all. Well, because there's not a lot to talk about yet. Like, I think it gets, yeah. like, better. The first episode was great because she just kept saying she was sex positive, and all the guys kept saying <laughs> she was sex positive, and then I was like is this some kind of game that we have to drink every time she says sex positive? And then Leah McSweeney from real housewives of New York said she's sex positive in her tagline this season. And then I was like, is sex positive, like making a huge comeback or something? It's so stupid. It's like, no one needs to declare their sex positive. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Okay. Everyone should be sex positive. What it's about not... like the dry tumbleweed that was rolling through the first episode of the bachelorette? That that was Katie that was rolling. Yeah. That's not a dry tumbleweed. That's Katie. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> like no dry bushes here. <laughs> oh yeah, no. And then all the guys kept going like they were making like sexual innuendo jokes about like, and I was just like, I watched Katie's season and I don't remember, like, I just don't remember her being like, yeah, that's... it's like that became her whole personality just because she brought yeah. her vibrator on the first night. It's like, okay, that really, they're really like milking that for all it's worth. I know, and I feel like they take one thing and then they exploit it so hard that, like, yeah. I, I just... Like I, the virgins, I, that becomes their whole personality. Aww. Well, what do you guys think about the vir the virgin dude that's on here? And then the preview, it makes it look like he potentially loses his virginity to Katie. Which is like, could you imagine losing no. your virginity on an ABC Bachelorette show? The preview... Wait, did the preview really... The preview, the preview for the whole season showed this guy, like, the guy, like, saying, like, I'm a virgin, and we found out his story, but then he was like, I, I can't believe I did it! Like, and I just, like, <laughs> could you... I lost uh, I lost my virginity on an episode of uh, 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 I can't think of a reality show I was going to put in there. Shaws oh of Sunset. God, Ryan. I was like, okay, thank, thank you, Ryan. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Amanda, what's going on? Hey, wait, Amanda, this is good. This will your mama would want me to ask this. Did uh, did Sophie make out with anybody last night? What do we got? Barbie. <laughs> she has no. really well behaved. And um, we have been having a pretty tame weekend, all being all things considered. All things She's considered. obviously sworn you to some sort of secrecy before we started this. I can already tell. No, we <laughs> yeah, She's like, do you, other... do, you do not talk about Timmy. No, Timmy. Yeah. Timmy Chalamet. <laughs> I don't know. Any, yeah, any Tim, Timmy Chalamet. It's the guy I've been hooking up with. Yeah. Did you ever hear about her DM story with Pilot Pete from The Bachelor? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No, we we were actually talking about that this weekend as we were in the West Village. I was like, oh yeah, the bar that we were at when we saw Pilot Pete. She actually saw Clay from The Bachelor a couple weeks ago in Chicago. Yeah, at another bar that was, you know, probably not for my age group. It was 
another like Wicked Willie situation where oh, just like a younger yeah, it was like, why are you at this bar? Yeah, all these like thirty something bachelor contestants are always like at these like college bars trying to pick up college chicks. But like, do college chicks like? Haven't they wised up yet? Like, have been like, you're like super lame. Why are you here? Wouldn't that be your first thought with like an older dude? Yeah. Like, yeah. like why? But then again, it's like no, like people will be like, oh my god, you're on TV. Oh my god. Yeah, that's what was happening in Chicago. He positioned himself at a table on the patio that was right next to the walkway where people were kind of crossing, and people kept coming up to his table. Like he did it purposely. <laughs> well, yeah, I had this one of my old like back in the day when I. um I would go out to bars with my one buddy before he got married. He was on an episode of like uh Frasier, this old TV, old sitcom. And he would like, yeah, I would have to know what Frasier is. Well, I don't know. You know, you got, I would have to go Amanda's, up to Amanda's closer to your age. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's 29. Um, we, uh, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. We, um, I would have to, if like a girl, he got into a conversation with a girl, I'd have to go, Oh, tell tell her about how you were in Frasier. Like I'd have to like, it was like, he'd always like, give me a signal, like bring up that I was in Frasier. And it was like really <laughs> embarrassing. Cause then I would just be like, he really killed it on Frasier. And it's like, it's really I'm weird. Like, I actually, you know, how every, Oh my God, it's probably spectrum. Spectrum is calling me back saying that. Oh, but um, you know how every guy is like obsessed with the Sopranos. Yeah, girls too. Yeah, Ryan, you're just like yeah, of course. Yeah. So like every, it's like I'm. So that's kind of like a good pickup line, ladies. Guys will think you're psychic. All you have to do is be like, let me guess your favorite shows: The Sopranos, Game of Thrones, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, The Wire. How'd I do? And there was like, oh my god. How'd you guess? But anyway, so one of my friends, she grew up in New Jersey in the same neighborhood in, um, oh my God, Cald Caldwell, New Jersey, as the Sopranos house in the same cul-de-sac, like oh, wow. literally right next to it. And so it was filming when she was growing up there and she's in the pilot as a little five-year-old blonde girl in the pilot. And I think it's so funny. Like, I'll like use that as a pickup line. I'm like, oh my God, like I, my friend actually like <laughs> grew up next to the house. Like she's in the pilot for the Sopranos. I, uh, I lost my virginity <laughs> at the Sopranos house. Oh, and that's, uh, your yeah, that's, that's what we're going with now. Um, no, uh, uh, I, but is New York like, so I know New York has been like really, I guess, popping is the word the kids use, but LA is fully open this past week. And it's, I, I just, we're going to be exhausted by August if we don't pace ourselves. There's so much traffic again. And Everybody's poor. partying. It's like, I, I feel like there's something, something bad's going to happen. We're just, we're acting too free all of a sudden. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's like, I've just been spending all my money already. Yeah. Like where's the stimulus now? We should have been a thing. If we, yeah. if, if we let the government keep our stimulus, they would have doubled it. Like, like you can, you can spend it now. Or if you wait until it's over, then you can get double. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, <laughs> I, that's what I need right now. That's why we didn't go out last night, and Sophie made me watch The Ice Road. On oh, Netflix. yeah, we watched some <laughs> Liam Neeson Netflix movie called The Ice Road. She was what, like, do, you hate, do you hate your sister, Sophie? You made her watch a Liam Neeson no. movie? Our, our no, dad. I was like, I was like, this looks so good. I was like, this looks like a cool action movie that, like, dad would like. Yeah. Like, I just really, I just like watching action movies. Ryan, it was so terrible. It's number one on Netflix. <laughs> 
legitimately the worst. It was film so bad. I've ever but, seen. Didn't even finish it because we're yeah. like, okay, this is just enough. Do you guys ever look at the like top ten on Netflix and realize how like horrible people's tastes are? No, it's never no, good I shows. I think it's Netflix manipulating us. I don't think it's based on any real data. I think that it's literally Netflix decides. It's like they choose the algorithm. They choose yeah. like what what trends and what's like number one, so they can like make people watch this. They can be like the new Liam Neeson movie got forty million streams. Because the only reason we watched it was because I was like, oh, it's number one on Netflix without reading like the reviews. (laughs) And it was so terrible. I wanted to watch the second season of Too Hot to Handle. No, I don't. Oh, I'm I'm really into this uh, Better Call Saul. I mean, it's been out for years, but I I just started watching oh, it. And I feel like bad yeah, the breaking the Breaking Bad prequel. But now, like, I finished four seasons in the last like three weeks, and I feel like I've accomplished something with my life. Like TV now convinces you if you've watched a full season of something that that's l- like a legitimate thing that you did. Like you're like, guess what I did this? Like, I've watched four seasons of a show, and it's like I feel like good about myself. Yeah, that is true because now I'm like, wait, did you watch Town? You know what yes, I mean? Yes, of course. Like, yeah, I mean, like, show where you can like wait, but Ryan, you're such a straight guy. Like bringing up how you watch, um, <laughs> how you watch, um, the Breaking Bad prequel. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, yo. Uh, yeah. Amanda, Bro. she's still, Amanda. You heard the pocket. You know. Wait. No. Speaking of this, <laughs> this is actually a happy pride, you guys. I do want to. Oh no. Say this. Uh, okay, I'll start wait. here just because this is a story about how manly I am. What? You're, you're there. It, froze. it just got, froze can you hear me? for a second. But yeah, wait, we want to okay. hear how manly you are. So happy pride. I got to say that the every um, uh, gay man and woman in my life has like brought something so much to it. I've, t- I've learned about love, style, humor, so many great things. And I was reading my DMs last week and there was a lady that um, DM me and it was like such a nice DM, but she was like, I just wanted you to know, I love your account and I love your podcast. And I love seeing you with your parents and how they treat you. And it's such a really special relationship. And I got to tell you, I um, I sent it to my um, my friend and he was having a hard time coming out to his parents. And I said, look at this man. He, his parents love him. And he, and I was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. But then I was like, I felt bad. I was like, but unfortunately I'm not gay. And I had to tell her that. And then I was like, and then I felt really bad. And I was like, should I ask my parents, should I tell her that I'm not gay? Cause it seems like it really might've helped this guy out. And then I was like, there's no, like, I know I don't come off like super straight on this show, even though think, I know you guys think I am, but like, I felt so bad that this girl thought I was gay and that she sent it to this other kid and he came out to his parents and that he potentially used me as an example. And I felt so bad that I wasn't gay, you know? And then I was like, and then she was so embarrassed when I told her and I was like, no, no, no. I was like, I I wish I, I, I would love to be gay. I just, it's not my thing, you know, like, but has that ever I happened? I love how then you had to apologize for not being oh, gay. Well, you helped him and he well, didn't know, then that's, then that's yeah, positive. Yeah. But also I was like, she must not really listen closely to the show. It's not like I, but I have talked about like my divorce and I've talked about like bad dates, but yeah. I guess, I mean, it's shocking to me that I don't come off super straight. I thought I always did, you know? That's why yeah, I'm watching think- Better Call Saul. I know yeah. we need to we need to start talking about like football more and like Game of Thrones and shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, Even though I've yeah. never watched Game of Thrones and I refuse to. Actually, I've watched like two episodes and I just like yeah. do not like it. Um. Okay. So that's that's enough. That's enough small talk, folks. Let's get to the real news. <laughs> He's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, 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 no. We got to get to real news because this is something talking about real men. I want to get your opinion, both of you guys, on this. Oh, is that we had a um, Chris Lee knows best. 
What's no, Crystal knows best is the manliest of men. But we had a Instagram post uh, today. And I'll just read you the caption. Happy birthday, Chloe Kardashian. Chloe Kardashian, thank you for, for, for being not just an amazing partner, mommy, and best friend, but also being the kindest, caring, and most loving human being I've ever met. Your love and spirit is contagious to all who've met you. Thank you for always being there for me and putting our family first. I love you so much. Have an amazing day. Who wrote this Instagram post to Chloe Kardashian? Um, let me take a wild, wild guess. No, he did not. So Tristan. Yeah. God, he's uh, such a pathetic. Tristan motherfucking what Thompson. He, he's such a piece of shit. He did this today. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I've, he is persona non grata on this podcast. I will never have him on. I'll never ask him on. He would probably never do it anyways, but he's done. And this motherfucker. Yeah, it's like, otherwise, like, I'm otherwise lined up. <laughs> well, how, how sociopathic do you have to be? to be like, you know what? I'm going to wish her a happy birthday. It's like almost like, and by PS, you're like so fun to cheat on. Like you're the best person I've ever cheated on multiple times and made you look like a clown. Like what a, what, what possibly as women, what do you think are, is going through his head? Yeah. I wish he would just cut her loose. I think that there's part of him that likes just being attached to like the Kardashian family and staying in the news and staying. I think there is, even though he's like an athlete and like he shouldn't care about that stuff. It's very obvious that he like likes that stuff. I didn't watch him on this season of the Kardashians, but apparently he like comes he across was on- being a no personality like dud. No, I mean, but he, I mean, yeah, but also he did, he was there like going like, Chloe, whatever you want, I'm here for you. I love you. Like he was like, he bet like kind of was like just there to like, I want to be with you. And then he got her and then he went, ended up cheating on her again. And the thing that pisses me off at the reunion, they were all like, uh, Chris was like, you know, I saw him during the pandemic. He stayed with us in Palm Springs the entire time. And I'm like, it's a pandemic. You're not supposed to fucking go anywhere. And of course yeah. he stayed with you guys. You guys have the best places ever. It's like, he's not like, yeah, in, like what Corvina. else is he going to do? <laughs> like go back to his like Cleveland. Oh, well, I guess he lives in probably Boston now. But is there something in it you think that like, he's such a competitor that he's like, I got her back and now it's like cool to cheat again. Or do you think it was like pandemics over? I'm getting access to a lot of other women. Like, what do you think? What do you think? First off, why do men cheat? And then secondly, why is Tristan, why would Tristan even come back if he knew he was just going to keep cheating? Well, I think that Tristan, like he started cheating. I think it sounds like, I mean, he was always kind of a cheater, but I think the show raised his profile. Like once you're like linked to a Kardashian, now you're like this desirable. It's like, he's not that great. He's not that cool. Like he has no personality clearly, but it's like, I think being on the show has elevated his profile in a way that women probably, and you know, he's in the NBA. Throw themselves at him and he yeah. clearly has some sort of problem. And but, that Instagram post is like love bombing her. It's like making her yeah. feel guilty because he appreciates Yes, her so like you, you, the, you were the one that screwed up. Just stay out of her life. Get a job, like like like, Dem- like Demi job, Lovato says. Get a her. job. Stay away from her. Like I don't, I just don't understand. What I mean, and also, why are women still hooking up with this guy at all? I mean, is it just beats me? Beats me. I guess for me, I think that like it's gross, and like I would never touch him with a ten foot pole. But I think that in general, if you are like someone with an ounce of clout or fame or whatever it is, 
Yeah. It's like every, you know, it's just easier to hook up with people. You get like these people get to be like, oh, you know what? I hooked up with Tristan Thompson once. Like, it's just like a funny story. You know, like people are just always going to want to hook up with famous people more than like non-famous people. Amanda, would you touch Tristan with a 10 foot bull? Absolutely not. <laughs> but I see the clout factor and I'm engaged. So I have. But, oh my god yeah she's like i'm engaged you're engaged wait wait but do we and this is like obviously he must be a good guy if he's with you but do yeah. we trust him do we trust men in general he's, yeah you're, we do like what's he doing this weekend do we have a, do we have a low jack on him do we know are we tracking his movements well he's currently napping in chicago <laughs> and this weekend he was in indianapolis at a couple's engagement shower so he was wait not not his engagement shower with somebody else you, you don't want people with like two families going on it's got to be you. <laughs> oh my god that definitely is what's happening with danny <laughs> oh yeah so he he's the best and he also is a little bit of an introvert and i oh. think i kind of got hit my my claws in him at this point i just put it together is that uh sophie's the one planning your bridal shower right or your, your party. the bachelorette party that's amazing yeah. Yeah. when's the when's the wedding uh, the wedding is in October. The bachelorette party is in August, and she's doing a great job. She put together an itinerary, and she's really just taking care of all of it. So, it's well, I'm going to be covering your wedding for the podcast, so I'm really excited. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a deep dive. Um, yeah, exactly. Okay, so Tristan is a piece of crap. Uh, he's going to continue to play mind games with her for the rest of her life, and I think these Kardashians they all have an issue because. On the reunion, they always say, well, they have a kid. And once they have a kid together, we know they're going to be in these, like, their lives. So we have to, like, keep things kosher. And I'm like, I'm always like, BS. You don't, if, like, if this person disrespects their mother, why make it so easy to stay in this person's life? Why make it yeah, so exactly. easy? I, and I also think it probably fucks up the kids more. Having such a, like, watching their parents have such a toxic, like, relationship and, like, watching their dad treat their mom like shit. I'm like... And I think that Kris Jenner really, like, um, she freaking, what's the word, encourages this behavior. Like, she's, like, oh, was always in touch with Scott and Lamar. And it's, like, Tristan, like, always encouraging her daughters to stay with these guys. And it's, like, yeah, it's toxic. What but it kind of... Where she also wants her kids to have the same father and she wants more kids. So she was keeping Tristan around for that factor as well, which adds a layer of... of kind of strange relationship. Well, it's stupid. It's like, who cares? Like, Chris Jenner is like multiple baby daddies. Like, who cares? Well, that's, a, yeah, that was like Chloe's storyline. I wonder if any guys have ever blamed their dad. Like, I guess I have the cheating gene. It's like alcoholic, like, it's like almost alcoholism. Like, I Jack got the cheating Taylor. gene from my dad. Jack you Taylor know? definitely, Jack Taylor, I'm sure has, has been like, it's an addiction. I'm a sex addict. I have a problem. And you know, it's not, you know, it runs in my veins and blah, blah, blah. Well, I, I have a story uh, about Jax Taylor. Jax Taylor, uh, Brittany Cartwright, his wife, um, Stassi and Bo all went to Vegas. I think they got a sponsorship deal and they brought their babies. Yeah. What do you, and this is like touchy subject for everybody, I'm, I'm sure, but what do you think? I mean, we I saw everybody was sending me their Instagram posts and they were doing all like, you know, they always put their babies together and you see that Lala's baby, like they're doing baby photo shoots all the time where they're like, Oh, this is like little baby Cruz's girlfriend or like little baby Cruz has three girlfriends now with the Vanderpump babies. Like, what do you think of all 
Like, I mean, I know, I know baby content is fun, but like, do you ever think it goes a step too far when they start making money off of it? Yeah. I mean, I just think it's embarrassing. I mean, but yeah, it's like, what else are they going to do? They're unemployed. Like they're doing what they can, I guess. But like, like if that's how they're going to like give, give baby ocean, well, not ocean because ocean Lala is going to be on the new season, but like Cruz and Hartford, if that's how they're going to give them a good future, fine. I personally like, I just think it's kind of like, you know, in bad taste to exploit your children because they really just don't have a say in any of this. Well, and then Stassi and Bo have the um, great baby podcast. Where oh, yeah, like the parenting it, podcast. It, but it, it's it's Patreon only. So, like, you have to pay up front for that. And I, I would love to know the numbers on that, like, how much they're pulling in a month. Because, I mean, what yeah. if it's, like, a million? Like, what if it's a crazy amount of money, you know? Wait, do you know how much it costs to subscribe? Like, the, how much your Patreon costs? I think it's nine ninety five potentially. And you get, like... a month. I think so. I could be, I could oh, be wrong yeah, about I'm that. Sure, yeah. I'm sure they're like very comfortable with that. I mean, like, she had I'm to do something, sure. but I think that is a smart thing of like, okay. I'm yeah. Sure they're, they're definitely pulling in, in the millions for sure. Um, so I, I find that interesting. Also on the Vanderpump uh, news, I don't know if you heard about this, but Lala and Rand are going on a give them Lala podcast tour. They have yeah. like eight dates um, I think they might even have a New York date. So if you, are you already, did you already get tickets? Um, <laughs> absolutely not. I what? would rather be buried alive than have to listen to Lala live. Well, she also has a picture with Rand, um, and the baby that is the promo picture for the podcast tour. And the baby's like head is falling down. Like it was another oh, one yeah, of Emily, it's so embarrassing. Emrata pictures where like the baby's head is unsupported and everyone's like, help your baby. Well, also it's, it's even more uncomfortable than that because the other picture they used from that photo shoot, it's like, they're trying to use like be Beyonce and Jay-Z from that famous photo shoot they did at the, uh, was it the Louvre with, uh, and, and like, but they're trying, and I'm like, dude, like Lala and Rand, you are not even a D list version of Beyonce and Jay-Z. Like that's almost like offensive on such a different level for me of like, you know, it's not, you're not like super funny, so it's not a joke. So you're really seriously doing this, you know? I know. I'm really, I really don't want them on. I don't want to watch them anymore. I'm sorry, <laughs> Fofty. I'm sorry, Fofty. <laughs> um, do you, well, I mean, do you like uh, Rand uh, and Lala, Amanda? I... I was telling Sophie the other day, I was like, there's something about Rand that like, isn't as repulsive as you would think when he's <laughs> talking and engaging, but like, he's, he's like pretty whack. And Lala is clearly just. Lala's a terrible person yeah. who doesn't bring any drama except just like, she just yaps at people. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, you ban well, she did create the Bambi eyed bitch catchphrase. I mean, I think bitch, um, <laughs> stop, Lola, stop clapping in my face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, these are the I want you to guys pick which package you would choose for your podcast ticket. So there's a couple choices. You can just buy a general admission ticket, but you can also buy an intimate VIP experience, one premium reserved seat in front rows, intimate pre-show Q&A conversation with Lala and Randall, one complimentary drink, exclusive meet and greet with Lala and Randall, personal photograph with Lala and Randall, specially designed Give Them Lala tote bag, exclusive Give Them Lala drink coasters, official meet and greet laminate autographed, VIP early entry into the show, 
And then it says very limited availability, or you can get the VIP meet and greet package, which is just all the same stuff without the, uh, the tote. And, uh, you get, no, you get, no, you get the tote and the coasters. You just don't get the, uh, complimentary drink and the, uh, the VIP. This is crazy. Yeah. So there's these two packages. I mean, could you imagine, like, I mean, we got to remind ourselves, like, I know Stassi had like a huge fan base and she created a lot of the basic bitch stuff, but like Lala, like, would you want to do like a pre-show where you got to hear Lala and Randall speak together? No, I can't think of who a diehard Lala Stan would be. Like, at least with Stassi, I'm like, I understand Stassi, you know, since the first season has always had a very strong personality that like attracted a fan base. Yeah. But with Lala, I'm like, what is there to like about Lala? I feel like she really does not have people that still even like root for her or anything. She just sucks. I wonder how her book did that just came out a few months ago. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm sure we'll see if it's at the Dollar Tree in a couple months, but this is good news. The tickets went on sale last week. We still have ticket options for all of it. Like there is no sellouts yet. So if you guys need to get your tickets, uh, you know, they're still available to get. So that's good news for everybody. The shade of it all. Wait. I mean, I love a good tote bag. Yeah. Tote, I want the tote <laughs> bag. As, as women, how many tote bags do you guys think you uh, are? You, I mean, it feels like women have like at least 50 tote bags at all times. Oh, I, I have yeah. like so many of those tote bags just rolled, like all of the ones, you know, the canvas ones that they give out at things like that. Even yeah. like my work today. Yeah, you have bags of tote bags and then you just use them for random things like grocery, grocery shopping, shopping and like, I put my like dogs travel bag yeah, like together a lot of them. And, and maybe in a lot of bag. But we were saying, Amanda, did you listen to last week's episode? I think. We were talking Uh-oh. about how I'm a purse person. You're a what? I did listen to that one. Yeah, how I'm a purse person. I just love oh. bags. When I was describing what a Birkin is. <laughs> I, I, re- I mean, that's, and this is another thing that's like super, I'm super manly. I would love a man, <laughs> um, a man bag. Like I, I love, like, that's why I love Batman so much. He has that utility belt that he wears and he has all like his gadgets and stuff with him at all times. Like, I, I love, love stuff. I do. I like, I love stuff. Um, okay. So let's see what else we got. Um, this is a recommendation. I want to see if you guys are on board with, if you're looking to diversify your image and your like with your friends and family, I would really strongly suggest you guys be friends with an 18 year old. Try to get friendly with an 18 year old because Kourtney Kardashian, I think turned it all around with her relationship with Addison Ray because potentially that led to also the Kravis with Travis Barker. Would you recommend a lot of your like older friends to get an 18 year old friend? I think Let that might back up. Yeah. How did Addison, because Travis and Courtney were friends before Addison even entered the picture. They were just friends. I think the 18 year old thing made Travis realize like, oh, I should move on this. She's like, she's a hot commodity. She's hanging out with 18 year olds. Really? I never even thought of that. No, of course I'm joking. But like, I just like, but think about it, like everything changed for Courtney. And it all started with befriending an 18 year old. If you really think about oh. it. Like, See, I don't think I don't think Addison really affected court. I think that Courtney has always kind of just been like she's been the unproblematic one, quote unquote. Yes, yeah, she's done problematic things here and there. But overall, she's the one Kardashian that hasn't had controversies. So, like, of course, people like like her Travis relationship. And of course, you know, Travis is a legend in his own right. So, of course, everyone's jumping on that. Courtney has just always had like a good compared to the rest of her sisters has always had like a good public like image. And I don't think Addison, like if anything, like, I don't know if anything, I think it's embarrassing 
that Courtney, like, tr- like that was even a thing because it seems like they've kind of weaned off of that a little bit. But I know that on the show that Addison, it was like super awkward when she was on the show. They cut the lines, actually. There was a line they showed in the preview of Kim and Chloe asking Mason, Courtney's like, where does Addison stay when she sleeps over? And Mason goes, in my mom's bed. And they cut that from the actual show. Oh my God. So weird. It's like just so freaking weird. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think that it worked out in Addison's favor because it definitely gave her clout and like name recognition among people that like don't watch, don't care about TikTokers. But I don't know if Addison did anything for Courtney, honestly. Like, I don't know. Maybe- what do you think Courtney buys Addison like White Claw and stuff? Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> um, uh, do, you, do you guys... Uh, I guess I haven't asked your sister. Do you find Kravis very um, exciting? Like, do you, are you like, oh my God, what a hot couple. Wait, I think we were talking about this today. We were, and <laughs> I I am not. Good, you were doing research. That's good. Yeah. I am not into Kravis. I like really, I think it's nice that they found love if they've yeah. really love. Like, I'm happy for them, but like, I don't get the obsession at all. Yeah. Like, we were talking about not skinny, but not fat because Amanda- she's. Yeah, Amanda used to really, really, really like her, like listen to her podcast and like follow her account and stuff. Like she used to be a big fan. We were talking about her and I was like, I don't fucking get why she's so obsessed with Kravis. I feel like I, this is my theory and this could be completely, and I, I, you know, I know Amanda and she's great, but I do think she is being paid by Courtney and Travis to create Kravis because- We were just saying that. They are not, they are not visual. Like, I'm sorry, you guys. Like, I feel like if you say enough things, people like hop on this bandwagon. It's like together, they just, to me, come off as like two really clean, they're good looking, but there's no part of me that's like, but I guess it's, there's no part of me that's like, fuck yeah, this gives me hope. Like, oh my God, they just do it for me. Brian, you know? we're so on the same wavelength right now because we were literally having this conversation when we were walking home drunk from the bar. Yeah. We were talking about Kravis. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, she was like, she's got like, it seems like Amanda might be getting paid by- Chris Jenner, guys. that's what well, I said. My theory is that not skinny, but not fat Amanda and Demois, Chris Jenner, the way that she does it, she's smart in that she ends up getting- in with everyone and like and I don't know how she does it or well, what did you she see does. Courtney yeah, Cor- Courtney started like liking Amanda's posts yeah exactly I think so who could I do, like I could do like a D level of that like who would like maybe like Corey Feldman I could create something for him or like some D-list celebrity <laughs> I should like I'll, I'll do it for like a hundred bucks to any D-list celebrity that like what if I get somebody like really just piss for and like try to create like uh, a buzz around like Aaron Carter's the best you guys yeah Aaron. but it's like it's literally like what they do i feel like and i'm seeing it more and more now that what i think they do is that i mean i say a lot that i don't think that chris jenner is like the marketing genius that everyone thinks she is i really think that you know a lot of it was like right place right time i think if she were a marketing genius she would have figured out how to make their show interesting before like it went off the air (laughs) she didn't (laughs) need to i don't think she needed she knew it was gonna like she didn't need to put that much work into it it was like one of those things but I feel like their brand, just their brand in general is not, like it doesn't feel very relevant anymore. And I think that if she were a marketing genius, but I will say that I think that she does 
or team Kris Jenner, team Kardashian, whatever it is, they have their finger on the pulse of where people are getting their pop culture news. And now it's moved to like these Instagram accounts. Right. Like it's moved to like Demois and not skinny, but not fat. And like all these. Yeah. Why aren't they DMing us, Ryan? Yeah. But I mean, but I just, I got to get to a hundred K followers. If I can get to a hundred K. Get on the KJ payroll. And by the way, I'll do, I'll take the money and then I'll tell you guys on the podcast that I'm doing it. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll share it with the, the, the podcast audience. Yeah, I'll but- be like, Look how good Courtney and Travis look today. Hashtag ad. Like all these people are like opening, like all these in like quote unquote influencers, they're opening up things with like cans of like booze and stuff. Like where are my cans of booze? Like I want to have a fun and flirty summer. Where's my free spawn con stuff, you know? Yeah, seriously. I don't know, Ryan. I, I feel know. like, I, I feel like I'm just like a nerd. That. I know I do need to like, what? Ah, oh God, I want, I want to sell one of those three pronged curling irons so bad. Oh, the ones that just like curl your hair like at once, like just a yeah. huge chunk of it. And then it ends up just looking like a big, like crimpy. Every every influencer sells it. Like they're always they're like, the oh my God. What are they called? Oh my God. It starts with a B, but I can't Is it remember. The beach no, uh... <laughs> no, 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 uh... Amanda. Oh my God, Amanda. Well, speaking of people that can be bought off, I don't know if you know this, Amanda, but Sophie has been paid off by Summer House. She uh, works under Big Summer House. But did you know it was Amanda Batula's bridal shower? today amanda i was watching those instagram stories earlier were you no, no she wasn't i knew it was amanda's bridal shower because i have my finger on the pulse yeah i don't follow amanda batula i follow some of the other cast members i'm sorry amanda now i'll follow her we gotta do it wow but i saw it and i saw that Paige was there Paige was there not look like hannah was there nope. um and uh so but it looked like a very um nice bridal shower and i i i couldn't see cameras but i would imagine they would film something like that especially if i'm hearing summer house starts filming this week and i also heard that the southern charm guys are going to minnesota minnesota for the fourth of july to hang out with luke which they i'm are. like yeah, they're 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 actually spending Fourth of July oh, with Luke. I did see some clip that said that Luke was staying in Minnesota for longer than the you know longer than the rest of the cast would be um, would be. Oh like yeah. So I, I wonder if that was what it was about. Yeah, but I I think that they really aren't filming until I mean just from what I know I don't know exact dates or anything but I really think they aren't filming until July. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince I get high end versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash 
so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Guys, don't worry. You did not start the show all over again. This is what we call an ad break, and I am so, so excited to welcome our new sponsor, HelloFresh. Now, this is exciting. Uh, you guys know, like I said earlier, I'm not much of a chef, but I get to try my darndest with uh, one of the most amazing companies out there. With HelloFresh, you're going to get fresh, pre-measured ingredients. Guys, I don't know how to measure crap, so this is already done for me. Uh, they have mouth-watering seasonal recipes, and it's delivered right to your door. I do not have to move to my car, to a grocery store. It is all delivered to my door. It is easy. It's supposed to be fun, I'll tell you. I'll tell you if it is, because they're actually sending me stuff, so I get to try it. But it's also affordable, and it's America's number one meal kit. Uh, stressful meal planning is... It's really actually insane. You guys, I eat like ground turkey and like like lettuce when I'm left to my own devices. So I'm excited. I got to flip through their menu and there are so many different options. Um, you you can even try HelloFresh's quick and easy meals. They're like 15 to 20 minute dinners. You got breakfast on the go and more easy options. And it says it's perfect for any busy lifestyle. They offer 50 menu and market items each week, including ready to eat salads, sandwiches, and soup. There is something for everybody to enjoy. And with all recipes designed and tested by professionals, 
professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. I have been watching Top Chef, you guys. What if this is the what if HelloFresh is the thing that gets me into Top Chef kitchen? I bet it I bet it can be. Plus they are they are designed for a healthy lifestyle. So it's one of those things that's good for you, good to eat. Uh, that's all the bases that you need covered right there. Um, what I am so excited, though, about this as well is that for So Bad It's Good listeners, go to HelloFresh.com forward slash so bad 14 that's one four and use code s-o-b-a-d 14 so bad 14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping that's hellofresh.com slash so bad 14 and use code so bad 14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping that is a lot of free i have never gotten 14 free of anything and you can do it just by listening to this podcast that excites me so much and you guys i am doing this myself I love food. I'm going to love to learn how to cook. This is going to be amazing. I'm going to be a double threat. Like I said, a podcaster and a chef. So guys, please do do me a favor. Do this show a favor. Go check it out. Go see if you like it. It is free at first. That's amazing. Um, So thank you, HelloFresh. I'm excited to eat you. Back to the show. Hey, call. get, get your phone out. Call Lindsay right now. I know. Wait, oh, so right I was now. Like, Amanda was like, can we hang out with Lindsay? Like when I'm in town and I was like, she's definitely in the Hamptons. Sophie brought it up. She was like, maybe I'll text Lindsay. No, Amanda brought it up first. And then oh. I was like, yeah, but then she's in the Hamptons. Well, no. she's also hanging out with that dude, Jason, who's going to be on this season of Summer House. And like, I know they're not dating, no, dating, but they're all, no, but I, I hear he's going to be on Summer House too. So he I, is going to end that, up that's what I, that's what I hear. I have a feeling this is just my like little guess is that there, I, that I think we might even get a little Craig and Austin on summer house. And that's, I, I have a feeling I mean, they're going to do winter house and lead into summer house. I have a feeling with a romantic like storyline between some of the cast members. Well, I think the, you potentially might see Craig and uh Paige. And of course we know Sierra hooked up with Austin. Um, yeah, but interesting, but Lindsay was had that Jason guy all over her Instagram of like, Oh, we're having drinks and crab and all that stuff. And I'm just like, get dude. I'm so, t- uh, you're with me like nobody likes models right model guys suck i will say though that jason was the one that Lindsay brought to pick up the tv i know but time. like come on it's like was so nice he was so sweet he's really 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 nice um amanda, amanda yeah, do you know. hate do you hate when like if they're if somebody's really good looking then you like you get a brag about them just being basic you're like oh my god he was so nice like everybody's so nice like if, but if you're good looking then you're like so nice but oh, yeah. but some people are good looking and have personalities. It's like it just depends on the person. I mean, I'm not saying that he doesn't have a personality. Yeah. I only met him like once. Well, and I feel like with really really good looking people, you're also waiting for them to be an asshole, and then when they're not, you're like, oh my god, they're so yeah, nice. yeah. They're like, look at this guy. He said please and thank you. That's amazing. Yeah. No, um, what I thought was really nice about him is that Lindsay and I. He like came and Lindsay and I were drinking a bottle of wine. We like finished all the alcohol and there was no more beer left. And I was like, oh, I'll get us more alcohol. Like it's my apartment. You guys are guests. And Jason was like, I'll go. And he like ran down to the liquor store to like get us alcohol. I was like, you are so sweet. But we can all agree that I would be better for Lindsay, right? I mean, Ryan, yeah, but you need to move to New York. Yeah. Well, that's, that's like besides the point. Like I'm just saying we all know though, spiritually I would be better. 
spiritually, yes. Yeah. Okay, good. We're in agreement. Um, uh, also, I saw that your lamp broke again this week. What happened? Oh, uh, my God. The saga of the lamp. The lamp is so sad and, like, broken, and it's being, like, held together with duct tape. And yeah. Wait, it's it's so it. disgusting. Like, it's just the ugliest piece of shit in the entire <laughs> world. And every time you walk into my apartment, it's the first thing you see. And I had a task rabbit come over specifically to try to fix it. And he was like, no, it's broken beyond repair. There's nothing I can do for you. It and looks I was so like, well, sad. how do I yeah. get this thing out of my apartment? <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to uh, another pride story madonna this past thursday played uh, a secret show that everybody knew about at the was it the high life um uh but the high, and, line? high line yeah and she did for for pride and i don't know if you saw any of the videos andy cohen was there leah mcsweeney all the greats uh but madonna was pretty much on the bar doing her set and she was wearing fishnet uh over her top and you saw her full boobs and nipples which um that's, I mean, that's great. I mean, it gets, gets you talking, I guess. Did you guys have any opinion of this? No, I actually missed that. But I mean, if it's pride related, like that doesn't surprise me. Like we like walked through today, like through the city and like everyone is just freaking topless. Talk about body positivity. Like it's sex positive. She's sex positive. Yeah. And there were lots of boobs <laughs> out today and just people wearing amazing outfits. Like if Madonna Did I lose you? years old and can do that oh wait i'm looking at it now oh yeah wow damn girl yeah yeah look just look up madonna nipple but well, she's just I, like okay Ma well i'm looking at the video on her instagram whatever she isn't even in it yeah madonna is an icon a legend i feel like though it is weird how people manage their like legendary status i feel like like people don't appreciate madonna as as I, I don't than she is, and especially if you compare her to somebody like Britney Spears, who is today. And I wanted to talk to you guys about the Britney Spears hearing, which is a little bit more serious, of course. But what did you think about Britney's statement? Did you hear it? Oh yeah, yeah I listened to a good majority of it. Yeah, no, I mean it's just like it's in incredibly fucked up everything that they put her through and it's really upsetting and i can't imagine like distilling that down into a 25 minute speech after waiting 13 years to to detail it like that and i think mm -hmm. people were criticizing her because it was a little bit frantic but wouldn't you also be frantic if you finally had the stage to speak like how do you summarize everything in, in that short of a time it, it um, uh, I was talking to a lawyer friend who is giving me a little bit of a, a different perspective on it because I agree with you guys uh, fully, but she was saying as a lawyer, she, she was like, there is like, you know, I heard that statement I heard and she's like, there, there does seem to be, uh, you know, a mental disorder there. And I do worry, like, there's no doubt that the conservatorship needs and she needs a fiduciary conservatorship where somebody, somebody not affiliated with her family is handling her money because all of those people were paid. All those people against her are being paid by Brittany. But also my thing is like, there could be mental illness, but she still doesn't need to be controlled the way she is controlled. And wouldn't yeah. you have mental illness? Like this last 13 years, I would imagine all of these things has compounded and that's what you heard in that statement. But also nobody's mentally just all there. But I just feel like if you put somebody on lithium, if you start like experimenting on somebody, I mean, of course you're going to like, I mean, just her like the, na the nature of her existence isn't normal. Like nobody goes yeah. through what Brittany has gone through.
I'm sure when she was placed under the conservative conservatorship originally, like there were actual issues present. I'm sure like we, you know, we saw her struggle because of, you know, because of what the press put her through and just in general. But um, I mean, it's very clear now that the nature of her conservatorship is just unethical and like oppressive and just fucked up. And it probably exacerbates whatever mental issues that she had before. makes it so much worse. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. It's not good for her. Like, it's just it's fucked up. And it's really yeah, it's just really upsetting, especially like the idea of her, you know, having an IUD against her will is like so upsetting like she wants to have kids and get married and like her father and her freaking sister, her sister just like is, is just like living off of Brittany and like mo- they're all just mooching off of her and it's just disgusting. They're all just leeches. And they force her to work against her. Will yeah. It's like, she's just a workhorse and they just want to like reap the benefits and spend her money while like putting her through hell. And some of the castmates of Zoe 101 are coming out against Jamie Lynn <laughs> saying this. Finally, finally, I was wondering the Zoe 101 silence has been deafening until this. <laughs> and I will say about Zoe 101. I always said from the get-go that that Jamie Lynn Spears was the least charismatic, least talented cast member on the show. But I was like, <laughs> you she, watched it? Yeah, I did. She got like the titular role. The titular. <laughs> what, what did she yeah. play? One? Did she play one hundred and one? Who was she? Yeah, she, she played she, Zoe. Zoe. Okay. okay, I'm, I'm so one. sorry that I'm not watching little girl shows. Like, oh, I mean, I, oh, I'm, a, I'm manly. I told you guys. Yeah, you um, are so He was manly. too busy watching The Sopranos. Yeah, you were yeah. too busy watching sports. Yeah. Sorry, I was watching Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition on video. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> So also about this, though, is that I thought this was an interesting point, is that a lot of the boy bands have put out statements in support of Britney. But then the female artists, the pop stars, uh, especially Demi Lovato, they were saying has not made a statement in support. But I do find it funny. We've talked many times on the show about Demi that they were able to. Uh, come out so strongly against frozen yogurt, but Demi cannot come out in support of the free Britney movement. Isn't that weird? I didn't even notice that. Like, I guess people had to have just been waiting for Demi's statement. I haven't like been, been tallying like which celebrities have said anything really. If anything, I'm just like, if I'm on social media, I'm like, okay, yeah, free Britney, duh. It's like, it doesn't seem like a controversial thing. There haven't been a lot of celebrities coming out in support of her. And then Justin Timberlake had those tweets that people just absolutely oh my. for good reason. I don't think Justin Timberlake, like, listen, I, I hate Justin Timberlake too, but I like his music. I like his first two albums, but I will say like Go this guy, woods. but this guy cannot do this guy. Like, why is he even trying anymore? Nobody's going to even accept any kind of apology or anything. He'll never be, He'll never get anybody's acceptance at this point, yet he keeps trying to I just think it's like shot for him. Like he's never gonna yeah. he's never gonna win people over. Like was, keep the viciousness. Yeah, I think it was definitely like uh there were multiple things that kind of aligned for Justin to kind of have this fall from grace. I think it was like the Janet Jackson thing, like all of that stuff, the backlash that like has recently come back. And then also like man, man of the woods. No one was like so laughably bad. Oh, I was the only one. I I think the first song it was like a, the first song was like really weird. And I remember going, "This is cool." 
oh yeah like I, I was like I was the only one that was like this is sexy yeah like and right. I think I was like this is a this is a hit you know my old co-worker she like was one of those like diehard Justin Timberlake stands and she like bought tickets to his like tour before the album came out because you can do that yeah so, like you know when they're going on tour it's like oh I'm gonna buy tickets and then the album came out she was like wait this is so awkward like the music's so bad she well, was, that like, was I don't want to go anymore yeah that she was, was like, just hey, I bought tickets that was Justin's flannel period where he was yeah. like in flannel and yeah. like yeah remember when he was at the Super Bowl too yeah and like, like not that good like his performance it's uh so, it's it very was, like, sad all of these things that kind and of then built he cheated up. on Jessica Biel yeah and yeah and the cheating scandal the oh cheating yeah because you guys you guys forget there was like these paparazzi photographs taken in New Orleans where he did that film Palmer I think it's called and he was holding did anyone hands see that movie by the way no it's on Apple TV I hear it's like actually decent but I've never really cared for oh, Justin Timberlake as an actor. Oh, sorry, it's not Zoe 101, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I know, we're like, oh, it has a... Yeah, I was like, you would watch that movie, right? Or you would oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, did Liam Neeson have any new hits on Netflix <laughs> we could all watch together? The Ice um, Road. Oh, my God. But, yeah, like, uh, they're, they're, they got him, like, holding hands with this girl drinking at night, and, like, a paparazzi from, like, Buildings Over got him, and, like, it's one of those guys, like, it's he's another, like, cheater that wants to be hailed as a good guy and like i just didn't trust him when he started doing all those dances with jimmy fallon i was like something's wrong here you know oh yeah. by the way you have a jimmy do you know your sister has a little jimmy fallon relationship in I, dms I do yeah I, it really could have been something and then it just really fell. Wait, did he did he unfollow you did he unfollow you he never he no 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 he still follows me Duh. <laughs> but uh yeah no it kind of fizzled out but I mean, our DMs, as in he didn't respond to my last DM, and now I'm like, okay, now what? Am well, I he, she, you guys, if you don't remember, she was like, what's up, Jimmy? Let's smoke together sometime. Like, she was, like, trying to get DM'd him to hang out. First, and he DM'd me first because he thought I was being mean to Addison Ray because I quote tweeted him. I was like, when she was on his show, oh, yeah. I was like, this is embarrassing. And then he was like, hey, can you not be mean to me? Like, that was the whole story, basically. And then we DM'd a little bit. But anyway, yeah, when Justin Timberlake became, he thought he was like some like, like comedian, like he kept going on SNL and like kept thinking he was really funny. I'm like, you're not that funny. Like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, shut up, Justin. Shut up. He Um, did on SNL, but like, that was really it. But yeah, but like he was. Yeah, no, I. Bring it on down, Amaville. Like when he was in the I costume. Was like dick in a box. Yeah. That was a good. Both well, Dick in a Box was a like. I still I have very sentimental feelings about. It. I remember Dick in the Box when it came out, and I remember really yeah. thinking it was funny and trying to put my dick in a box. But um, yeah. I, it's a dick in a box. Yeah, it's great. A dick in a box. Um. Okay. Anyways. What do you think happens next with the Britney thing? Because in my head, I was like, oh my god, if this was the movie, there would be Britney gives a speech and the judge puts the gavel down and goes, Britney is free. And everybody like, yay. And like eruption. But in reality, she gets to speak and then we just don't know what happens. And everybody's like, "Uh, yeah, that probably didn't do much. They're probably going to try to remove counsel, but we don't really know. And it just shows you how slow the actual justice system works. But there's no. It pisses me off. She just went back to her handlers that were probably pissed at her after that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the scary thing also. It's like, okay, so they clearly are kind of abusive towards her. Why are you giving her back? to people that clearly abuse her. I think like, in, take her out of that situation. I think in mid-July, there's going to be an update, but, like, it feels like a long time from now. Yeah, it's scary. It's really sad. But, yeah, that's how I picture it, too. I'm like, okay, let's free her. 
Like, what's the issue? Like, fucking free her. Like, why is the... Le- I need, like, an actual legal person to, like, explain why the legal system is so slow and annoying. <laughs> what if that was just, like, I have lawyer this to explain why the legal system is so slow and annoying. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, speaking of slow and annoying, we had Erica Jane... Uh, on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this week, she finally uh, got to tell her side of the story. And I have a very specific take on this. Do you guys, did you guys see this week's Beverly Hills? Amanda doesn't care about Beverly Hills, so I'll take this one. I did. Yeah, why don't you? Housewife and the Hustler, though. I am up to date on the Erica scandal, but not I, this episode. I thought that was great, Housewife and the Hustler. Yeah, yeah, it was. So, yeah, I think that it was all bullshit. Yes, Exactly. Happy. And I saw people on social media being like, wait, they were like, don't kill me. And it's like people that I actually respect on Bravo, Twitter. Oh, Bravo, Bravo, Bravo historian all of a sudden was like, you know what? Yeah, I kind that's of what believe her. And I'm like, and I'm like, wait a sec, Samantha. Like, I, I like, that, but, but see, my first thought was like, Samantha, if you're listening, I love you. I love, that's why I, know, I was surprised. I know I was Samantha, surprised. you know, I, I talked to Samantha and I, but my thing is, I, I was like, it was one of those Kravis things for me. I'm like, who's paying you? Who's paying right. you to say this? Because Faces by Bravo, Steven said something kind of in support. I'm like, where are we all of a sudden becoming middle of the road on this when to me it is so obvious? And to me, uh, the the most glaring thing just by living in LA, I said this on the show already, was she said the morning that she left Tom, she drove him to work, said goodbye, then went home and got out of there. And that's just a lie because they live in past. Dina, he works in mid Wilshire. Even during the pandemic, that drive would have taken 30 to 40 minutes. You're, she also let us know that at that point, they were only speaking a couple sentences here and there. So you're telling me somebody that used to get chauffeured all the time. I used to see Erica Jane get chauffeured to my office where I used to work. You're telling me she decided all of a sudden to take Tom to work for 40 minutes. They're not talking at all, but he, she drives into mid Wilshire, drives back and then packs up, even though we've seen her be packing up. Yeah. It's, it's like, this doesn't make sense. In, in the Alzheimer's thing. But okay, so your your husband of however many years, two decades, three decades has Alzheimer's and you just pack up and leave him like without saying anything. That's what you, it's like, what? Like clearly he doesn't have Alzheimer's. Like, I don't know. It's just all, it was all bullshit. It was all calculators, all a lie. Like I just did not believe a single second of it. And I just can't, I just don't operate in like a way that like, I just take everyone at their word. I'm very like, Oh, completely. Oh, yeah. I'm a critical thinker. It just like some people just do not think as critically as us, Ryan. I well, I'm jaded and dead inside as well. So I think that also adds to it. I have no human emotion in it. Exactly. It's like, yeah, some people, some people are just, you know, like, you know, just people that aren't as jaded as us that just go about, you know, living life blissfully and they just believe everyone. But it also is funny, even if even if she was like telling the truth about all of this, it's still kind of like well, that's what happens when you marry for money. Sorry, you're yeah. like, like then you're a dick. Like you're also a dick because this is why you get it. Got into it too for a nice life, and this is what that gets you. Like I really yeah. think if you don't follow your heart and like if actual human relationships, I think are supposed to be based around emotion. And maybe I'm just saying this as a poor person, but if you get into it for that reason, that's not a great reason, and you're gonna suffer the consequences somewhere down the road. So even if she's telling the truth completely, she's still not like on the moral high ground because she married for money anyways. Well, even if she's telling the truth completely, we still need to factor in the fact that she has been so callous and horrible 
in the wake of all this and hasn't shown any remorse and apparently has been borrowing the money from going back to the victims where it belongs. So regardless of what actually happened or how much she knew or like what if the divorce was a fraud, regardless, she's a piece of shit because of how she's been acting since all this came out. Like, I don't get she has no remorse, clearly. Like, fuck her. So, yeah, Erica Jane is here. What do you think about this? Because you you. Well, you you live uh, you you're a great success online. I feel, and have you noticed with Erica Jane, where she still just doesn't get it, where she's trying to like go back and forth and do drop the mic moments on Twitter and Instagram and like get into it with people. Like, I why even do that? Like, just give it like just show that you have empathy towards the victims and don't play in our sandbox. Like, don't like try to stick. Like, it to me is so distasteful in a weird way. Yeah, exactly. It's in really, it's in really bad taste. She's playing it all wrong. Like if she wanted to get people back on her side or like curry favor with people, like, yeah, she got a decent edit with this episode. Like the Bravo producers are like, you know, they, they gave her a decent edit. Like, I think she could have, you know, ride out getting a decent edit, but she's acted like such a piece of shit on social media. <laughs> well, Amanda, I'm going to get this potentially for your uh, wedding as a gift. Uh, Mikey Minden, who is uh, Erica Jane's creative director and handles all of the Erica Jane stuff. If you go to his website, he now is offering a private dance lesson with Mikey Minden for $350. And it says, do you want to work with an award-winning creative director, choreographer one-on-one during this one hour, one-on-one video session, my video session, Mikey will help you improve your dance skills with his expansive experience in teaching and choreographing and his positive and inspiring approach. Mikey has the ability to educate dancers and help elevate them to the professional level. So I could get you that, or I could get you movement coaching with Mikey Minden. This is non-dancer. This is just submit a video of your performance and Mikey will send you a personalized video evaluation of your movement. He will provide feedback and areas you can improve your stage presence and overall performance, but that would, you would have to make a video. That's only $200. And then there is also performance critique with Mikey Minden for 150. And this is submit a video of you doing your thing and Mikey will send you a personalized video critiquing your performance and provide feedback on what you can do to improve it. I so like that costs money. <laughs> doing your thing. Like, could I just like literally like try to like burp like a song or something or like just. Yeah, but you have to, you have to do it and then you pay him just to watch to it. Watch it. Yeah. So like we, well, desperate. oh my God. What if we, what if we sent him a copy what if we make him watch Housewife and the Hustler? I'd we be- pay him like $200 and he has to sit there and watch the Housewife. Yeah. Like, um, that, but it doesn't end there, that. you guys. I'm sure, they, I'm sure they all have already watched it, which is why it's stupid that Rinna and Kyle, like no one has said anything. It's like, I'm. they definitely watched it already. Can you hear me, Ryan? Um, well, he also has more, you guys. There's oh my also- God. Yeah, I can totally hear you. Can you hear me? Wait, can you, can you hear me? Did you hear what I just said about Rinna and Kyle? What? Yeah. No, what'd you say? say? Well, I was just say. saying that I think that it's just bullshit because Rinna and Kyle and co have clearly watched the housewife and the hustler. Like there's no way they haven't watched it. 
And they're so like, you know, just not saying anything and like siding with Erica publicly. It's just so stupid. Well, it's like pop stars not speaking out for free Britney. Like it is weird when you take these stands and you don't actually look into what you're taking a stand for or against. Uh, You could also get an image consultation with Mikey Minden for 150. Submit photos or a video that show a representation of your image. And Mikey will evaluate and provide feedback to help you improve your look, style, and enhance your presentation and personal brand as a dancer recording artist. And then there's, this is a big one, artist development with Mikey Minden, $500. Are you a new or aspiring recording artist looking for advice on how to make it in the music industry? During this one hour, one-on-one video session, Mikey will provide guidance on how you can gain the confidence to own the stage and elevate your performance. That's yeah, that also, I mean, now I know what I'm getting, Amanda. Yeah. I mean, I used to be a dancer. Like, I need him to hone my skills, maybe. Amanda, at your wedding, are you going to do one of those, like, flash mobs when you walk down the aisle, like, on The Office? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, like Kayla I, Quinn. I was really like planning on that. So we just have to. We could get my, if we get Mikey to do your flash mob at your wedding, that would be huge. It's expensive to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, do we buy, uh, I'm sorry to, to inform Amanda of this. Erica Jane lets us know at the end, she, at the end of the, this week's episode, she rubbed, she slathered CBD oil all over her, her private lady parts. And it was like, oh, just, yeah, I saw that. I saw, yeah. It was just like, why, like, I, once again, like, why am I hearing? It's like the best of times and worst of times. Like, you let us know about your divorce, but also before I got here, I bathed my privates in CBD oil. That's just weird. I think she's trying to still stay like iconic and stay on the show. Like, th- that's what it is. It's like she's trying to like be iconic and stay relevant and like, it's like, no, you're done. There is no coming back. Like, you're off housewives after the season. I'm so done with her. Are you also tired of, we got more of Rinna cackling this oh. week. And we, used, we we even had Kathy Hilton look at Rinna like, what the hell are you laughing at, girl? Like, I even can't stand Kathy, that's why she's an angel. What's the cackle? Yeah, she's horrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's so freaking Um. Right okay, as yeah, we Amanda, start winding like, down, know. I do need- Amanda like doesn't understand what the monstrosity that is Lisa Rinna is. I just watched watch that it. one episode with our mom. Yeah, so you don't know. You yeah, don't watch I Lisa don't, Rinna. I don't know. Yeah. Um, did you see the new Halloween Kills uh, preview for the new Halloween movie that Kyle Richards is in? And you actually get to see her strangled by Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, I did see that trailer. Michael Myers is still kicking. Yeah, yeah no. Michael Myers. Unfortunately, you can't kill this guy. And but the thing is, I don't think we don't see it in the trailer. But I also imagine, like he strangles her, but then sees Kyle's bangs and he gets scared. Like, <laughs> yeah, like she has the, the horrible bang. bangs. Like, ah! Ah! Yeah, that's the one. That's his kryptonite. Is Kyle's bangs? <laughs> it no, was. yeah. It's like Michael Myers. Do you ever get tired? Like <laughs> this guy never. Up. Well, but if you find something you love to do, like killing people, you want to keep doing it. So this that's guy, true. this is a labor of love for him. Obviously, <laughs> also, <laughs> this is also the 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 movie where Kyle got her new nose from. Supposedly, supposedly she did a stunt and she had to get her nose fixed a year and a half after the movie was done filming i will say that kyle yeah that makes sense but i will say that kyle was hilarious in this latest episode when she was doing the impression of kathy i think and no joke no kyle richards i actually do do think i would love to party with her because she always does make me laugh she always makes me laugh i would literally be able that's why i'm saying brian that's why we have to hang out with mauricio and be able to smoke with him yo mo what's up 
don't yo mo yo uh don't uh oh you smoking that loud tonight bro <laughs> and then pk's like go i'll hang out with you guys you know he's like oh, all you do is smoke uh, <laughs> and he, pk's always at the the snack table like oh these flaming hot cheetos are good that's wait funny. i've been seeing people like thirsting over pk lately and I, now that i i'm like kind of seeing it oh my god this this is like literally pan everybody's so horned up after the <laughs> pandemic that everybody's like even like giving people like pk a shot like you girls like somebody puts on like like out like a pair of pants and a shirt and everybody's like he's looking pretty good lately I know. like i think he lost like maybe like five pounds and everyone's like damn pk is looking tight it, it is it is so i'm so livid with that shit because it's like can't we at least agree when like people like obviously pk has dorit so like that's all taken care of we don't need to throw thirst his way because it just makes him a monster it makes guys a monster like Wait. like what? Wasn't there like Watch What Happens once when they like were like, who's the hottest house husband? And it was like a poll on Watch What Happens, and PK actually was zero percent. Like PK was negative, yeah. Yeah, I was like, that's so sad. Oh, poor PK. Amanda, don't feel bad. She doesn't know these characters, so she's no, not poor. Them. <laughs> I don't. I don't Wait, I mean, Amanda, if you could have, if you could have, uh, what's the hall pass list? Would PK be on your hall pass list? She doesn't know who PK I is. I do, like, vaguely. I don't know what he looks like, though. Yeah, see, she doesn't know. Amanda, I would like one night with you, Amanda. <laughs> oh, <Sorry>. my God. <laughs> he has a Cockney accent. Yeah, he has a Cockney accent, and that's where Dorit gets her, like, random. Some of her, yeah. like, inflections are from him. I'm, I'm a children of the world. It's yeah. me, Dorit. I'm a child of the world, and as child of the world, I just... Uh, uh, Jagaloo, Jagaloo, mommy's going ho Jagaloo. Um, okay. My sweet angel Jagger. <laughs> we uh we got a couple uh more things before we get out of here. Benifer, you guys, Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez. I would love to get your sister's thoughts on this, but I do want to point out this is you super mean Afflo? Afflo. Um Benefer 2.0 is like, I'm all for it. But now we have, we keep having these A-Rod stories where last weekend, Alex Rodriguez was partying supposedly with Ben Affleck's ex, Lindsay Shookus, who is a talent coordinator on Saturday Night Live. And also A-Rod just rented a house a mile away from J-Lo's house in the Hamptons. And I know like rich people only have certain options for houses, but it's getting a little like, like, like clinger like it's like stalkerish like it's like it's sad it makes me like it's just sad like alex rodriguez all of a sudden is like just pathetic to me no ryan yeah let's think for a second no it's a no okay. let's think for a second j-lo loves pr her pr team works harder than chris jenner I think that some of these stories about A-Rod being obsessed with her, I think a lot of this is to make J-Lo seem desirable still because it was the whole cheating scandal. She has to control the narrative. Like, I think that a lot of these stories, I'm like, I don't think A-Rod is too concerned. He's been a bachelor for, he's cheated on everyone. He cheated on her. I don't think he's like, stop. I honestly, I'm sorry. I don't Oh my think God. What if you start seeing like uh, Dumois sightings of like, I saw Alex Rodriguez try to give himself a blowjob in an alleyway. Like you just like all put out these weird stories <laughs> of like. <laughs> yeah, it's like J-Lo's team. Alex Rodriguez hit my grandmother. Anon, please. But like, you know, Anon, please. Can you imagine him texting Lindsay Shokas and being like, hey, it's Alex. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, you he, to yeah, yeah. Well, it's like Lindsay Shook. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on with Lindsay Shook. I don't know. But I, it's like, I feel like a lot of this stuff is like J-Lo loves controlling the narrative. 
loves the PR machine. Like, I just think that, you know, I'm like, I'm not buying it. I think that A-Rod is probably doing just fine with all of the ladies that he has on his arm drinking somewhere, being as multi-million. I'm like, he's not clamoring over J-Lo. I'm sorry. I had to I watch J-Lo is J-Lo, but A-Rod is A-Rod. I think that A-Rod is like this lifelong bachelor cheater. Yeah. I mean, he's like a, he's like a Tristan Thompson, yeah. but with baseball, you know? Um, I, right. I had to watch that movie Geely where they first yeah. like met and like fell in love. And yeah. I got to tell you, like, I don't know about like they, I, I, I find it hysterical that we all like, are like, Oh my God, Benifer. But none of us like that movie was a huge bomb. I watched the movie and it's like horrible. They have no chemistry. And I'm like, why are they, wh- why do they have chemistry? Or like, why are we so loving of them in like all of these shots? But like, we didn't even support this movie and they don't even look like they have chemistry on screen. So it's, it's bizarre to me that it's getting reevaluated now. And we're like, all like it really, we personalize this so much. Like if they can make it, I think we'll be okay as Amanda as America. literally rented Geely from Blockbuster back in the day. Uh, yeah, I remember that, but I don't remember the plot at all. Yeah, well, she's a les she's a lesbian. Bad. She's a lesbian in the movie, and Ben turns her. Like, oh but there's God. like a oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, but there's like a scene where they're talking about um, like uh, he's like, you want the bull, and he's like doing this like horrible <laughs> accent, and then she tells him like why she's into women, and then she's like now. Now do your thing. And she opens her legs and goes, gobble, gobble. And it's like so weird. It's so uncomfortable. Like, that when we were like, I was like yeah, 12 years old. Yeah, we watched that when we were really little. And Did you watch also, that with your parents? No, just Amanda and I. Okay. And we also rented, it was the same time. I remember we rented Gigli and we rented the Kelly and Justin movie, the American Idol. Oh, people. yeah. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're the like, one. Let's just rent these terrible movies. TBT to Blockbuster. Yeah, I know. I I used to work at Blockbuster when I was uh, a kid and I had this annoying thing I would do because I just to pass the time and I was like a movie snob. If I liked the film you were renting, I would go enjoy your film. But if I uh, if I hated the movie you were renting, I go enjoy your movie. Oh, like, my I, God, you're so annoying. Yeah. I, and so like, if it was like a, like a John clad, like Van Damme or a Steven Seagal movie, I'd be like, enjoy your movie. But if I respected you, I'd say, enjoy your film. And those are like the stupid little games you play when you're like uh, a part-time person getting a minimum wage, you know? (laughs) It's like like something about Mary. Enjoy your film. (laughs) Wait, but also we, have you watched Cruella, Ryan? No, of course I haven't. No, I I know I, I would, but I have not seen it. (laughs) <laughs> I swear to God. Okay, I know it's well, shocking. I know it's shocking to believe. I know, but Amanda, I was just going to say Amanda and I watched it the other day and it was stupid. But anyway, it was good, but it was, I wanted to rant about it, but never mind. No, please. I'm sure all the audience has seen it. I would. Well, uh, I was just going to say that, like, it just by the end of the movie, and I tweeted about this too. She's a dog person at the end of the movie. She, like, has dogs, like, walks off into the sunset with her, like, pet Dalmatians and her pet dogs. It's like, at what point does she become, like, a dog murderer? It doesn't make sense. Well, does every movie need a pre like does every move does every person need an origin story? No. I read some like reviews of it that made it seem as if the movie was a standalone, like it wasn't supposed to be a reimagining, like 101 Dalmatians never happened. So I'm like, that makes that sense. That would be I guess. fine. But like the explanation wasn't there for that. Like it didn't make I sense. guess it, it's like they always have to like make prequels and sequels because that's how they guarantee like you know there's a built-in audience for that. Yeah, it's like the IP is already like there. Right. 
but it's like really boring. But I actually, I went back to the movie theater for the first time in 15 months on Friday and I saw In the Heights, uh, the musical as you know, I I saw the, well, it was either that or Fast and Furious. So I I saw the musical, what? Do you see what? what I'm doing? What are you doing? The Lin Manuel Miranda lip bite. Oh, <laughs> Lin Manuel goes, "Yo, what's going on in the neighborhood?" Like it always is so <laughs> Hamilton. He's like, "Um, what's going on in the Heights?" Um, those guys, those guys will sing at the drop of a hat. Um, <laughs> the lip bite. He's he he's in it. He plays like a street vendor, and so Lin Manuel keeps popping up, and it's like uncomfortable for him. Like you're like, we get it, dude. You wrote this. Like we get it. Like oh my we- god, he thinks he's Quentin Tarantino. All of a sudden, you know, Quentin Tarantino always does his like um, drops in his cameos where he like. Yeah. It's yeah. like he thinks the audience is going to be like, oh, my God, holy shit. It's the director. It's well, like, oh, my God, I literally don't care. I lived through Pulp Fiction when it first came out. And then he started putting himself like he was in From Dust Till Dawn, which he wrote. And like George Clooney was the lead. And then he played George Clooney's brother. And like Quentin Tarantino can't act for shit. Like he's learned to be really comfortable on film. But it shows you like there are movie stars where the camera will just pick up and you're just like, oh, my God, for some reason you just pop on camera. And then there's certain people like Tarantino that are geniuses, but they should go. They shouldn't cast themselves in big acting roles because you just they they stand out so much that you can't ever focus on the story because you're like, how the fuck are you in this? You know? Yeah. He's better behind the camera. But I did get scared. It was awesome to be at the movie theater. It was awesome to have popcorn. But some guy started like coughing behind me and blowing his nose. And it was like really immediately like, this is how we got here in the first place, you idiot. Like, why go to the, if you're sick, why are you at a movie theater? Like, it was like, this is, it's it's so weird. And the whole thing before the movie, you kept seeing like 10 commercials of like, thank you for your bravery for coming here tonight to save the movies. And I'm like, you don't want to walk into a movie. Like, I'm just here to see a movie. I'm not trying to like save the world, you know? I can imagine that. We 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 thank you for coming together and helping us repair. Yes, that's exactly. (laughs) They did it. AMZ did it. And then guess who did it? Lin-Manuel. I'm Lin-Manuel Miranda, and thank you for choosing to see In the Heights, the the way it was meant to be seen in the movie theater. And, uh, yeah, he and even did he the And then he starts freeze. rapping. Yo, you're going to be in the movies. You're going to save the industry. <laughs> don't, don't blow your nose, you weird. Oh. Freestyle. Oh. In the Heights. Da, 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 da. Okay, so um, have you guys gone to the movies yet? No, I actually haven't, but I've been craving it because I really. You guys should do your part like I did. Like, stop. We need to to put on our brave faces and do our part to serve our movie theaters. I did (laughs) take a train from Newark Airport to downtown Manhattan, and it was the first time I'd been on a train in like a year and a half. It was like a novelty. Yeah, I keep thinking there's going to be some huge emotional moment I'm going to have, and I thought it would be at the movies, and it wasn't. I thought it would be at a restaurant, and it wasn't. I'm starting to think, like, is there? did you guys have any huge emotional moments yet from, like, the last year and a half that we've been through? I mean, yeah, emotional moments, yeah, but no moment where I, like, walked out, and I was like, wow! If anything, it's been a gradual thing. It's been a gradual thing where New York has kind of just gradually been back, but there hasn't been one moment where I'm like, well, we can do this again and, like, lick everything. I'm back! My name is Sophie. Yeah, I'm in New York City. Town, such a quiet village. <laughs> Every day, 
like the one before. <laughs> as she like slathers hand sanitizer all over her body. Which oh, I do. <laughs> Amanda knows that I was a germaphobe before it was like before COVID, right, Amanda? Yeah. Wait, yeah. Amanda, did that almost affect your wedding though? Like coming out of COVID, like you didn't know when you were going to be able to do it? Yeah, so we scheduled the date like probably too optimistically when we got engaged last September thinking we were going to be fine. And then as it got closer, we were like, oh, well, maybe we won't be. And it got really stressful there. But then all of a sudden, everything was fine. You know, like in April or May, it like kind of turned. And so I think like we're going to be good. Yeah, I think it's going to be fine. Did you guys hang out too much? Did you, a lot of couples will say like either we hung out a lot and we even rediscovered our love for each other or we hung out a lot and I just don't like this person anymore. I'm guessing it was, you really like this person still, but was it like, did you get, was it like a little cabin fever at times? Oh, definitely cabin feverish. But I think it like made our relationship stronger for sure. Even though like we discovered, you know, the best way to maintain the relationship was to have some nights where I'm watching TV in the living room and he's playing video games yeah, in the and, other he's gaming. and he's playing like call of duty or whatever and that's good for the relationship like we need to be in separate rooms in order to like have that time and, and enjoy yeah. the relationship still well lisa rinna from real housewives of beverly hills this is a tip to you she'll put on wigs to keep her relationship with harry hamlin alive and she'll name each character with a wig like she had this ugly wig and she called it barbie they're all kind of ugly and crazy but that's a tip if you guys ever want to spice it up is but just Harry's, wear bad wigs harry hamlin still doesn't want to be around her so it's not even worth harry it. hamlin is doing his secret garden all the time and he's preparing garden he's preparing for our like harry geddon outside yeah um, he is he's like digging some holes to get out of there. <laughs> uh, this is just like the last one, just because I just feel like we talked. Jeff Bezos is going to space at the end of July. He's going to be on the first commercial uh, flight on a rocket for 11 minutes. He'll be in space, but 120,000 people signed a petition for Bezos to not return to earth. And uh, Richard Branson is trying to do it first as well. So there's now a space race between billionaires, but I do love the fact of, there's like multiple things of this story that I find interesting is that if you're a billionaire, why would you ever risk any, like why, like why would you risk the potential of something going wrong? Like if you're a billionaire, like why wouldn't you just stop everything and just like live out your life and like happiness? Why keep trying to do things? That was my thought too. I was like, Bezos is really trying no, to nothing all like that. No. Yeah. If I were like rich, if I were a billionaire, you would never hear from me again. Like just yes, go, just exactly. Go be happy and rich somewhere. Like, why do you like need to do this shit? Like, what are you trying to prove? The more rich you get, the more we hate you. Like, it, yeah. it, it's like, why do? There's so much negativity now, where people are actually signing a petition for him to not come back from space. Like, that's bizarre. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Why? Why does he need to come back? He should just go. And, like, yeah, just go. Here. Like, just shut up already. Just go away. <laughs> just go. Just go. Just go already. Well, I just, I just think like. Why I just don't get like that kind of daredevil spirit. Like I don't like I jumped out of a plane once. I jumped out of a plane once and it was like it was I was really scared, but I remember going driving with my buddy and we were just like it was one of the most somber car rides because we were like realizing why did we do this? Like the there is a chance this could go wrong. And it it went fine, but I just remember feeling so like the human body is not meant to jump out of a plane. So I remember the whole rest of that night. I just felt so sick and so bad because you're just so shocked at the whole experience. Why keep doing that? Like why keep doing tests for yourself? If we're meant to go to space, we're 
like it should be like Star Trek where we just get beamed there. Like we shouldn't have to like throw our bodies into space, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Amanda and I, I feel like both of us, neither of us are like big like daredevils or like big like athlete, like adrenaline junkies. Like we're both just like <laughs> we're literally laying in bed right now. Like well, Sophie, we- I feel takes well, you I think you take a lot of risks in your personal life. And you like, I mean, even moving to New York is a a risk. No, no, I'm saying it as a combat, like going to like even those are risks like going to New York who would think that like that's that's yeah. insane I did I did love riding roller coasters when I was younger and Amanda you never liked roller coasters yeah I like them now though I didn't I it took me a while but but yeah but overall I was like the big like at Kings Island Kings Island was the amusement park in Cincinnati it is the <laughs> amusement park in Cincinnati and it's so freaking fun it's the best place ever, but I was the one that wanted to go on Drop Zone. Oh, yeah, Drop Zone. Oh, and it was owned by Paramount. It's called Paramount's Kings Island, PKI. So all of the rides are, or they were, but now they had to change the name because Paramount sold it or whatever. But it was like Face Off. They had a roller coaster called Face Off. What were the other uh, based, ones? Based on the John Travolta, Nicolas yeah, Cage yeah, movie? where they tra- <laughs> Yeah, they're all like um, themed like rye. Oh, my God. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Face you, Off. Um, oh, my God. What was the other one? It's bothering me. But anyway, you guys, there's... Uh, you guys, there's a movie called Face Off that was like 20 years ago with John Travolta and Nicolas Cage, where the 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 concept of the movie was that they got each other's like Nicolas Cage is a bad guy, but anyways, we're supposed to believe that there's technology that they can laser your face off and put it on like John Travolta and Nicolas Cage didn't even have the same body types at that point, but we all sat there and accepted it was like this, the science seems like really the science checks out here, like it was so ridiculous, yeah. but uh, anyways, um. As we go here, this is more for Amanda. What what is like one of the most embarrassing stories about Sophie that you have? You've got to there's oh, got to be God. something that's just horrifying or something that. Don't embarrass me too much. I had a feeling you might ask me this, Ryan. Um, I I, f- I thought you might. Um, I think just the the best story about Sophie and, and context on our childhood is that we did a lot of the same things as as children, like and as teens, like we broke the same rules, but I never got caught. Sophie always got caught. And so a good kind of I wonder why all of that is that Sophie was um, at a park after dark with some friends um, <laughs> enjoying some illegal beverages and she was caught by the police. Um, the <laughs> I think I told this story, Ryan. The group was busted up by the police and she went sprinting away from the cops and broke her shoe and fell. So I was wearing flip-flops. At which point the chase was over and she was caught. Yeah. Brought to jail. And our father had to come get I her think out. I told you this story. Yeah, you did you did tell me it, but yeah. it's it's but it's better hearing it from your sister. Yeah. Because you get to hear more of the disappointment. Sure. There's another one where she was at a, a basement party in high school and she was throwing up in the bathroom and the mom found her. Oh, well, I just, well, yeah, it's not even like worth it. Oh, but yeah, co- lots of embarrassing stories. In college, I, this is like one of the, like, I didn't drink really in college or high school. Like I was like a, a theater kid. So I was cool, but you know, not super cool. And I went to a college party and I was having some wine coolers because they're like, I was like, ooh, this is nice and sweet. And then somebody gave me like a hit of a joint and I had never done that before. And I got so like, I was, I was having like visions. Like I thought I was a Jedi and that like one of my Jedi things was like, I, I just got to make sure I can like withstand this. Po- it was so bizarre. And then they pretty much had to call my mom and my mom had to come get me. And it was like Christmas break. So my grandma was there and she thought, 
she put a plastic garbage bag over my ears, like like you like one handle here and one handle here. So if I threw up in the car ride, I would throw up in the plastic bag. And then I'll just always remember my mom pulling in and my grandma was like on the driveway and I was just had a bag over my face and it was so embarrassing. And then the next day I had to work and my mom was like, sorry, you, uh, you know, sorry, you have to go to work. You're still going to work. You, you know, if you, if you do this stuff, that's your choice, but you have to get up and work no matter how you feel. Your first hangover. My first hangover. Yeah. That, that's what I have to do. Usually when I go out, I have to have a, a bag around my ears to make sure I don't throw up all over myself. That's you're, you're a lady. Of course you do. Yeah. Um, any, any good, uh, Amanda stories, like anything, did she kill a man or anything? Oh my God. I'm trying to think a good Amanda, I guess just in general, Amanda's really good at like, um, she's really good at just, this isn't embarrassing. It's just a fact about Amanda is that she's really good at just like numbers and like, she's really into like the stock market and like, she's just smart. Oh, are you into Bitcoin and stuff? No, no. <laughs> um, but she could be if she was like into crypto, like she could like she would just decide one day to be like, I'm going to like get into crypto and then just know everything about crypto. Like she just like knows everything about all of these like random like technology, like just business. Like she's just smarter than me. With Wait, are you one of those people that already has like a retirement plan? Yeah, duh. Oh my God. Yeah, Those people like, are so frustrating. It's I know. Like, and it's really so awkward. I don't have anything like organized in terms of my. Fi- oh, yeah. Wait, Amanda. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm Amanda's beneficiary. So I've been like plotting like ways to like take her out, you know? But this <laughs> okay. is a Dateline episode. Like they were in New York visiting her sister and she had a great time. Or was she? Until until it wasn't. But she was on a podcast that earlier that day. They were all laughing until they went to bed. <laughs> no way, but it's funny because like Amanda, you would say, I mean, we talked about this, that like my our mom just loves me. <laughs> loves me. She loves me too. <laughs> she loves you too, but you know what I mean. But not but not um, as much. So like yeah. she literally was like when Amanda was like was talking about her putting me down as her beneficiary for your life insurance, she was like, Sophie, like that that money, it could do a lot for you. <laughs> like she like said. Yeah. Our, our mom. Hey, right in front of her right in front of her. <laughs> and then and then we were telling my grandma about it I was like oh yeah I'm Amanda's beneficiary <laughs> and then we were FaceTiming and my grandma was like Amanda like did like the neck thing <laughs> like everyone like wants me to have the money for Amanda's life insurance yeah <laughs> they think I would spend it better than her well I was just I was hanging out with my nephew and niece uh last week in Arizona and it's just so funny like I can just tell my sister like like they all treat me like I'm like potentially like special needs or something like that. Cause they're always like uncle Ryan, like it's okay. You don't have kids. Like sometimes like I have kids, like I have an 11 year old telling me it's all right that I don't have kids yet. And that if it, if it it's happens, okay, it will uncle happen. Ryan. Yeah. Like it's okay. Like, and like, you know, like, and, and I went through a divorce and they like, they're obviously told not to ask about my ex, even though you can tell they want to. And they'll be like, and they'll always like, look at me if like something's brought up about it. They're like, hot, like, Oh yes. Like it's like, but obviously my sister had said like, he's a very troubled man and you cannot ask it. You know, like I just have the feeling that's what's going on, but it's sometimes <laughs> weird to get older and then be around those conversations where like my parents and my sister and her husband are talking about like savings and things like that. And I'm like, Hey, there's like a, a happy hours back open on my street. Like, that's like, it's like you get like $3 PBRs and you do like a shot. Like that's $5. That's like a good bargain. They yeah. have no idea what I'm talking about. They're talking about like their kids futures and they like, they like set their, 
like thermostat or like we like to keep it at 88 or like 78 degrees it's for for money saving purposes and i'm just like man i just crank the ac up like we just have different lifestyles and but it's like when you're back there it kind of gets sad for me sometimes cuz i'm like i don't live the same life that you guys do at all you know yeah you would like sit at the kids table like at, oh. like and they're like hey uncle ryan or like i'm not even invited to the they're like uh sorry the kids table is for successful kids you know <laughs> I will say though, back to Sophie's comment about our parents, <laughs> our mom favors Sophie, but our dad favors me. That's how it yeah. is in my family. My mom favors me and my dad favors my sister. But it is weird when you start like, as you get older, like that's fully accepted. And now we talk about it, which is just so dark. If you think about it, where my dad's like, that is true. I like, I like your sister better. You know, that's just weird. Yeah. Well, yeah. When we get to the point where we're talking about whacking Amanda for her life insurance. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. Everyone who doesn't understand this is a joke. It's like our, our family humor. Yeah. It's- well, no, it's my family. I, I, we joke about my, my parents, like I actually am in charge of their estate, even though they don't really, they said they're going to spend all their money before they die. And I'm happy with that. But I had to do a test run for my, my, like, if something ever happens to my parents, I know, like, I have to get on a flight. I have to go to this one safe. There's like money in there to get things started. And then she, like, my mom prepped out her whole, the whole, like, it's so morbid, the whole death. But like, I was sitting there videotaping it. Cause I was like, kind of checking out and I'm, I'm like, already, <laughs> I'm already screwing up. Like I'm already like, I'm going to screw this up so bad. And hopefully they're not like in heaven, like checking things out. They're like, should have given it to his sister. Should have given it to his sister. Like, I got to make sure Wait, I, do I love how they're, it's like steal the declaration of independence. It's, it's like, like yeah, Nicholas, it's national treasure, but it's just my parents, uh, the afterlife of my parents, <laughs> you know? That's so funny. Um, Andrew, okay. You're seat on that email where our parents did the same thing. You're on it. Both of us. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he, our parents have sent out emails like that, but it's nothing like super complicated. Oh, my God. He would. Ca- oh, I, we shouldn't even be talking about this. Uh oh. This is sounds like something we should. Our dad is just like, like he, I don't know. He's like, oh, they're going to try to, like, I don't know, hack into your email and blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, my, my parents are at an age where they, my mom opens, like she gets like fished all the time. She's always like, she'll always be like, is this, is this really from Amazon, Ryan? And it's always like you three, two, five, six at like randy.com. Like, I'm like, mom, it would say it comes from Amazon. They're like, but these looks, this looks exactly like the Amazon logo. And I'm like, that's what it's meant to look like an Amazon logo. Like, how do you, do you just get to a certain age and you just have no common sense anymore? I don't understand it. No, Ryan, I have to admit that happened to me. My work did one um, and it said my UPS package was arriving and it came to my work email, which I should have known. I was just looking on my phone and I clicked on it and it was like from my work. They were like, so oh, yeah, that's you've fishing. Been, that's been fishing fish. scams. And I was like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. Yeah, that's what they do. Well, yeah, they get smarter with their the ways that they fish. They do that for companies. They make it look like it's coming from like the CEO of your company yeah. to your work email. And it's like, open please urgent. And it's like, just like, it's like, obviously this isn't from the CEO actually, yeah. but it, it's oh my like, God. It's like, look real. The band fish should do a fishing scam. Yeah. That'd be <laughs> like, you know, um, a good double on. Well, I get the one all the time. Like sometimes I'll check my spam mail for fun, but you'll get the one. This is like, seems to be a common one where it'll be like, you naughty boy. I got access to your 
uh, camera on your computer, we uh, like uh, obviously you were going to town on yourself. I'm going to release this video to everybody in your address book unless you give me like some kind of Bitcoin. But it's That's like the a same Black Mirror episode. Yeah, it's like I that you get like variations of that all the time. But I like that they like like, like I just like yeah, man. If you had that, please release that video. It's just like me just like crying, you know. Like it's like so. so <laughs> um. Okay, so I took enough of your guys' time. I know, thank you, Sophie, for still doing this, even though your sister is in town. And Amanda, it has been so amazing to meet you, and you have such a great family, and I love your sister so much. But thank you for doing this with us today, because I know it eats up a little bit of the day when you could be drinking and passing out um, and due to drinking too much. Uh, no, it was so fun. Thank you so much for having me. Is there yeah, anything, Ryan. would you like to promote your wedding at all? Is there anything we, promote we can promote? Your wedding? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, otherwise we were going to be bungee jumping off the Empire State Building. So. I figured it was Sunday night. So that's the the wild part for you guys. And, yeah. and, uh, I, there, and there's no guys there right now with Sophie. Is there, Amanda? Would you tell me? Pete, come on out. Pete, uh, so one day that's going to happen. Um, but you guys, uh, this has been another great week. I hope you guys have a great week out there. Um, it, it, five days, it's going to go so quick, but just think of it now as five days where you potentially will not spend as much money as you will on the weekend. So this is a good saving your money week. And uh, Sophie, any advice for anybody out there for the week? Oh, for the week? Um... Yeah, like any anything to, to watch out for? Anything to... Oh, um, <laughs> Top Chef finale. I'm super excited for it. I really hope Shota wins. I can't believe they kept all three contestants. Yeah, I I couldn't believe that either. But then I was like, oh, of course. Like, they're, yeah. why? since when have they had a finale ever with just, I guess, um, New Orleans with Nina and Nick? But it's usually three people in the finale. So, yeah. But I'm really rooting for Shota. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Shota's gonna win hands down. I mean, Shota's yeah. like crushing it at this point. So yeah, Shota's amazing, and Gabriel. There's a lot of sketchy things around Gabriel. If you haven't seen, it's in the Top Chef subreddit. <laughs> I definitely haven't seen. What's wrong with you? Gabriel? Haven't? No, I don't go on Reddit. I don't go on. He got I'm fired. He got fired from his um, job since Amanda. What was it? It was an allegation that he. I think it's implied that it might be some sort of harassment, but it's, yeah. again, it was like he was um, fired from the restaurant for going against company policy. Yeah. And this is since top chef, like since top chef finished, he was fired for like repeated, like break, like breaking their policy. Like it was very vague, but it sounds like it was something to do with harassment. But all that being said, Shota has been flawless. So yeah. I like yeah. I mean, there's like, it's not even like, I feel like it's just hard because there's not, I feel like that's why they brought back two to make it a little bit more even or something. I don't know. It's just like Shota's yeah. like not made a mistake at all. I can't wait to watch that Anthony Bourdain documentary Roadrunner that comes out. Oh yeah. Uh, and we, and also remember July 11th, we have two weeks from uh, yesterday, you guys, for Real Housewives of Potomac season six. So we got a lot to be thankful for. So, uh, Sophie, I will talk to you next week. Amanda, I can't wait to come to your wedding. And we will uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk yes. to you soon. Bye. Thanks, Brian. Betches.